evening. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome into the show, everybody. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live. Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast here with you again today. Welcome in. I got things to do. Yeah, we do. Appreciate you guys all being here. Who's hanging out for a Talking Trek server sound off? You guys go ahead and hit it. Welcome in to Sirtail Server 36. Kicking us off. Stratalorian on 9, Maximum Hunter Dude on Server 28. Noon Whistle on 29. What's up, Dragon Keeper on 52. Mighty Croc on Server 8. Thank you, Pallium on 188. Iron Chef on Server 14. Q on 57. Shadow Sheep from 133. King Kirky on 181. Tabby Mose on Server 20. King Jr. on server 30, Rotifer on 17, uh, Doug on 47, Aardvark on 153, thank you, Stony Dude on server 10, Oglevy on server 24, thank you, Sorez on 157, Devil in the Belfry on 14, Omega on 14 as well, Razor's Edge on server 69, Vic Nice on server 40, appreciate you, Clapping and Kirk on server 9, Juby hanging out on server 60, Starbase on server 8, Wild Boar on 137, shout out to you. What's up? Devil Panda on 195. <laughs> Wolfwood, stop that. It's not funny. Owlbell on 38. Ash the Destroyer on server 43. Scalyback from the Outback on 193. Jux on 187. Felonious Squirrel on server 9. Shady Pines on 27 and 29. Red Shirt Dog on 35. Grand Vacated on server 26. Killer Ab on 145. Concrete, Tank Concrete on server 29. Walker on 42. Dadbot smashing it from 109. The Haggis on server 16. Captain Taylor on server 27. Vanguard on server 24. Double O Saul on server 34. Appreciate you. What's up, Navy on server 14? Mud 2 on server 24. And the list goes on and on and on and on and on and on. Thank you. 202 additional messages in the Talking Trek server sound off. Thank you guys so very much. Uh, we got 301 Bonnies jamming in our live studio audience. Thank you guys so very much for being here. I appreciate you one and all. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Checking in with our panel of guests here this evening. Uh, we will welcome in server... 20s warlord extraordinaire. She is the level 60 she will, and she's ready for G6. Her name is Trader. Good evening to you. Welcome in. Hi, DJ. <laughs> Appreciate you being here. Uh, why, why are you laughing? It's not like we just cut 20 minutes of terrible audio from the show. Don't worry about it. If you're in podcast, no, don't worry about it. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Fine. You were, you were doing irresponsible things today, just like I was. Well, th there's there's reasons. There's reasons. We'll 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 get to it. Uh, also, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, oh man, see, here's the thing. I he's not here, but he wanted a show open trader. I was gonna say, and also joining us from up north where it's cold uh, in Canada, ladies and gentlemen. I would like to welcome our dear friend and Ops Thirty Nine Forever. His name is. Karkin. Like, I don't care about nothing, man. Mm. <laughs> Roll another. Nice. Yeah, I got it for him. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. 
And see, now he's gone. He didn't. He didn't even get to enjoy the very first time that I ever uh, got him his his sound clip. All right, uh, <laughs> it's amazing. Also, That's actually amazing. Uh, I appreciate it. I'm I'm gonna have he's to clip it down. Going to get high now. Clip it. <laughs> probably. He's, he's all going to. <laughs> Dude well, lives that still. way. Uh, also, <laughs> of course, you can hear his voice, ladies and gentlemen, from Server 24, uh, with only a few beers, less than a case of beers left on the wall, ladies and gentlemen. It's Bubba Joe. I want it all. He wants it all. I want it all. He wants level 60 I want it all. so that he can go to I G6. Welcome in, everybody. Uh, Bubba Joe. What's up, buddy? How are you? Doing okay. Appreciate you being here. Ladies and gentlemen, also on the stage, uh, your favorite criminal heroic tash can, Ripper, is here. Good afternoon to you. How was your stream? It ended abruptly with my router dying. So your router died, died, or like fried, died? No, it just kind of, kind of full bought and then I don't know how to reset it. Whatever. Uh, okay. So, but you're here now, so that's good. Obviously, yes. you still have internet. That's fantastic. Yes. Ripper is streaming on Twitch with a great degree of regularity, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, no, actually, I have, I have a schedule now. Oh, whoa, do you? You want to plug whoa. it? What's your schedule? I am I am live Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 6.30 Central European Standard Time. There you and go. And on Sunday at 3 p.m. There you go, everybody. Check that out. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. A.M. Pacific, by the way, on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 6.30 CET, and then Sunday at 3 CET. Yep. Do, do your own conversions. That would be what, 9 a.m.? Not 9 a.m. Eastern time. No, 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 no. Crap. No. Well, not, well, 3 p.m. would be 9 a.m., yeah, sure. Oh, God. Yes. Daylight savings well, thing happened this weekend. I'm all I'm I'm well, foobar you know, for another you know, six months now. I'm foobar for six more months. Unfortunately, I hate time zones. By the way, hate them. Wait, wait. You give me so much grief over time zones, and now you hate them as well. You see, it's a thing. No, I I don't have a problem converting them. I just hate them for personal reasons <laughs> because they complicate my life. They they do. That's that's a true true statement. Um, Roku says uh, Ripper. Well, the latter get any attention we're working on that i asked him for his measurements trader i asked him to <laughs> i asked him for his measurements his measure measurements the obviously is i, I can um, totally give a few more measurements for sure <laughs> yeah. can you convert them for dj or are you going to make him do the conversion oh god that's right he's going to measure them in like in meters Oh God! Yes. Oh jeez! That's crazy. Wait, centimeters? Oh, I'm I'm double bone. Well, if you want to convert centimeters to meters, you just divide by a hundred. So you know it's very simple. Unless you need you millimeters, just, you, and then it's just, a thousand. You just you, you and that's you know. DJ, DJ, here's the thing. Here's the beauty of of what we do in in Europe. We just move the comma, and that is it. <laughs> I'm just going to point out, Bubba Joe, that if you need millimeters to measure something, you're doing your life wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah. That sorry, that was not even the right button. That sh that should have been that should have been. 
Uh, and now that the uh, introductory fluffer time is over, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into your stupid news. Stupid Yay. news. Time for your news. news. Is the stupid news? No, I, I screwed everything news. up, man. News. I screwed it all up. News. So in your opening stupid news story, the show is 20 minutes late getting to air because I only just now realized, Ripper, that this is the first podcast that we've done with the new studio 2.0. See, we got the new studio in, and mm -hmm. then I made sure that everything worked. Okay? That's all great. Everything's working. Yeah. But then I decide that I don't like how it looks, so I tear it all apart and start over. But, but I, I mentioned this on a previous show. The reason that you do something like that is because the first time you're building it, you don't 1,000% realize everything that you need, right? So you add. You add to it, and you do more, and you do different, and, and then you just keep adding things, and they keep stacking on top of one another. And then eventually, like, you have everything working, but, like, cable management and everything, it just looks like garbo, okay? It looks terrible. All right, yeah, I don't know. Why did that happen? Why, I don't understand why that happened. The volume just jumped all by itself. Can I, can I annoy you for a one, one? Oh, that's because that's the wrong. God. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, huh? Huh? I feel like uh -huh. the quality made a step back from the last time I've been here. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a fair statement. That's a fair statement. Okay, cause, no, cause, the audio cause quality. It, it, sounds, it sounds a bit too... <laughs> A bit too. You're gonna make DJ cry. Y yeah. I, I think your, your I think your gain staging might be slightly off, but you know. Probably, probably. And then you know what's coming in the Discord is all all. Oh God. Oh. oh. Anyway, so I rebuilt everything, and then obviously, obviously something's not the same. I've I've unplugged this or done that, or there's interference there, or, or this button got bumped. I'll fix I'll fix it later. Mm. <sighs> this is why sound checks are a thing. <laughs> sound checks. Quality, quality of the show, bowl, <laughs> which therefore like is quality of audio. Distorted, like, as if you have too much gain. So it, so it's still too splatty. They said it was okay. All right, I'll turn that down. Is that better? Is that, is that any better? Yo, 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 yo! All right, every, it's fine. Stupid news, Bubba Joe, Florida, Florida sheriff's deputies were summoned to a canal on a report of a suspected human hand in the water. Uh, that they were able to recover. All right, they pulled this uh, human hand out of the water and discovered it actually belonged to a mannequin. Needless to say, they felt like dummies. <laughs> 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 the hand was made of plastic, so they knew it either belonged to a mannequin or one of the Kardashians. They're still looking for uh, interviews. An Armenian athlete broke a Guinness World Record when he clung to the skids of a helicopter and performed 32 pull-ups in 60 seconds. Bubba Joe also tried to match the same challenge, only managing to wind up with skid marks instead. <laughs> Most, men <laughs> Most men can't perform this well, Trader, in 60 seconds, and they can't do this many pull-ups either. <laughs> hey -oh! Oh, oh, oh! That was good. Thank you. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, new reports. You are correct, sir. <laughs> <laughs> new, new, new reports say a Japanese movie studio is releasing a film called Ninja vs. Shark. American producers are breathing a sigh of relief because it turns out 
they're not the only ones completely out of ideas. So there's that. In other entertainment news, John Wick Chapter 4 reviews are actually starting to surface online, and many are hailing the hotly anticipated sequel as the action thriller franchise's best entry to date. Apparently, the fight scenes are so realistic, you'll feel like you're hanging out with Will Smith. <laughs> Megan Fox. <laughs> Thank you. Megan Fox is in the news ditching her engagement ring trader for a solo night out on the town amid her relationship drama with fiance Machine Gun Kelly, who back in 2022 proposed to her on a beach. There were uh, plenty of crabs all around, but enough about their relationship. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio's rumored new squeeze, 28-year-old Rose Bertram was spotted out and about in Los Angeles this past week, which is impressive. Uh, impressive for Leo, anyway, that, because he usually puts 28-year-olds in old folks' homes. She's only 28, which is shocking. Kind of wondering where they met, though. Bingo night, perhaps. I know, it is 10 years too old. Bingo night? Hospice care? Or meeting up with Bubba Joe at the early bird hour Golden Corral? Okay, <laughs> fine. What? Mark. Finally, uh, ladies and gentlemen, in your final stupid news segment of the day, Aaron Rodgers has come out and said that he wants to, wants to, Bubba Joe, play for the New York Jets. And it looks like the Packers may actually let him. Marking today as the day that the sun never set in Wisconsin. Mm. Uh, it worked out great for Brett Favre. I'm not happy about this. Aaron, really? Aaron, what? What? Aaron. I joke from a couple days ago that uh, you were making about the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not happy about it. Now you got to root for him. Uh, no. Oh God. I, no. No. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I will. I think I, you know what? When Brett Favre left, I stuck with the Packers. I think I may have to do the same. I mean, it's it. Oh man, it just makes me sad. It makes me sad in my heart. Oh god. As opposed to other places. Yeah, in my head and oh. in my belly. Yeah, Juby says the Jets might actually get three wins this year. I actually like the meme from Captain Oblivious. Uh, Captain Oblivious posts. Where is it? I don't see it. Uh, it's just above uh, Dr. Juby's post. It says, breaking, Aaron Rodgers demands the Jets acquire Jordan Love to force him to sit on the bench behind him for another two years. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, here's the thing. People forget this. People forget that Aaron Rodgers did the exact same thing. He was drafted and then sat for what, like four years, five years? So, you know, I mean, he, he's and he's a great He's great. Maybe there's something to be said for sitting back and studying and learning a little bit. Um, but anyway, uh, I'm very, I'm very distraught about it. it it's, it's. I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk about it anymore, Bubba. I don't want to talk about it anymore. What I do want to talk about is uh, Star Trek Fleet Command because somehow well, that doesn't seem correct. I was going to say so, <laughs> somehow that's less really confused still. It's less painful than <laughs> thinking about uh, Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we had less painful. <laughs> slightly less. We had weekend number one has come and gone. 
and the Picard auction has taken place. Now, that means that there should probably be around five or six full Picard unlocks available per server, and some early data started coming in, Bubba Joe. Uh, not necessarily uh -oh. on Beverly, all right? Not necessarily on Beverly, but because we know what she does, and, and it seems like it's going to be pretty simple. I think that um, because the balancing of these freebooters has, uh, has basically not exactly probably panned out 1,000% uh, the way Scopely might have thought they would have, then Beverly, yeah, no, yeah. Beverly's officer ability is certainly not what some people are most excited about. Obviously, she can have impact, but that would require you kind of breaking up a crew a little bit and, and maybe you know trying some new things. But, I mean, if we know what's working, Bubba, we know what's working, right? And when you, uh, when you then take her off of the bridge slot, you throw her under deck, and uh, she's good for parts, all right, which is probably most valuable to G4 players, although it's not going to hurt you in G5. But G4 is, is the ones that, that that's probably, or, or possibly, possibly, Trader, uh, early G5 who had absolutely no idea what they were stepping into, all right, like, like, like me, um, because I'm, I'm going to just need boatloads of parts now because the game doesn't give me any anymore. So there's that. Beverly will be very valuable to me. That being said, Picard has come out, and people immediately started tinkering. What I saw, Bubba Joe, in some respects, is not wildly different than what we had predicted on the first day of the arc, but there are uh, a couple of other interesting crew selections that I saw crop up in some of this testing. All right, for example... Bubba, would it surprise you? Yes. <laughs> would it surprise you if you saw an interceptor roll up against your interceptor with Picard on the side? Well, people still run full Explorer Strike Team, so no, that would not surprise me. <laughs> well, let's remember. Because people run bad crews all that does that does happen. All right, let's remind people what Picard does. In the captain's chair, he is simply an opportunity to proc morale, a very strong opportunity, 90% opportunity uh, to proc morale. That's with no synergy, all right? Totally intended to stand on his own because, Bubba Joe, if you did happen to put some synergy on him, then he only gets 1% or 2% respectively. So he's not intended to run with synergy. This I, guy... I think it's 1 or 5. Oh, is it 1 or... F uh, was it 5? I think if you go double-sided synergy, he gets to 100. Okay, one or five, I'm being told. Yeah. Well, who, I wouldn't know. Wouldn't know. Not only, well, it's fine. All right, so one or five, you could get him to 100%, but 90% is still fine because it's a per-round proc. All right? Yes. It's a per-round proc, so you got 90% chance in round one. Maybe you don't fire there, all right? Then you've got a 90% chance in round two, and if you don't fire twice in a row, then you've got luck like Bubba Joe's. All right. On the flip side of that, let's say that you did proc in round one, and then he doesn't proc again in round two, or maybe doesn't even proc again in round three, no big deal, because he is proccing morale for three rounds against player ships. Now, that's any ship. All right. Captain's ability procs for any ship. All right. So you can get morale for any ship. The they put him... Oh, wait. You're telling me in this inner 
interceptor versus interceptor fight. Mm -hmm. They had Picard in the captain's chair. <laughs> uh huh. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. He was on an explorer, but he went against an interceptor. That's not what you said. <laughs> did, oh, did I say it wrong? Sorry, my bad. All right. Now, it still sounds goofy to me. It still sounds goofy to me because we look at his officer ability. Admiral Picard increases your ship's weapon damage by, at Tier 1, 500% on combat start against a player explorer for the duration of combat. Basically meaning, Bubba Joe, that very beginning, there's not a percentage chance. He just will, all right? At the beginning of battle, he's going to proc... Um, uh, this ability to increase your weapon damage on every shot for all rounds if he's fighting an explorer. Just as a quick aside, the patch notes were incorrect and later corrected. He does not have to be on an explorer. So, yes, no, I was right, Bubba Joe. He was on an interceptor coming against an interceptor. I just double-checked. I said that right the first time. He was on an interceptor coming after an interceptor. Now, this sounds weird, okay? Sounds weird, right? Felonious Squirrel says, whoa. Kirk says, no way. All right, yeah, that's what this guy was flying. Now, it's interesting to me, it's interesting to me because that obviously means if he was on an interceptor that he wasn't pairing this guy up with Wayun. He wasn't using any interceptor strike team. Would that surprise you further, Bubba Joe? Well, not if he put Picard as captain. <laughs> <laughs> You're being mean. Stop it. Um, this was interesting. All right. First of all, who's got him? Raise your hands. Who's okay, Dragon? That's that's not good. That's not good. Who who did that? Pike Moreau Picard. That, that doesn't work. That does not work. Star Ocean says I've got him. Hawk says I've got him. Wirespeed says I've got him. Now, community, the these guys, these guys that you got, you you guys say you've got him. I have been doing a little bit of tinkering with a player on my server that does, uh, that, that has unlocked this officer, and they brought to me a very interesting perspective, Bubba Joe, one that you and I haven't actually shared publicly yet. Uh, I don't even know that we've had uh, discussions about this, but, uh, you know, at the, at the beginning of the arc, when we first started talking about what Picard could do, we were discussing that he could possibly help flip the triangle, right? Um, for example, uh, not uh, necessarily, that was your theory. Not necessarily flip no. the triangle, but, but could at least stack you up, give you an advantage against another explorer, right? Because you said if he's going to go against explorers, then you would drop a Kataka and drop, what's the other one? Uh, pawn. No, not Pawn. pawn. Uh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, Pawn. A Kataka and Pawn. You drop a Kataka and Pawn, and you would run, quote-unquote, Picard, uh, or Honor Guard Wharf. Trader said to run Honor Guard Wharf in a captain's chair. Uh, Picard, Wayun, and Honor Guard Wharf. Or no. Correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you would, you would say that he would need the morale, so he's got to be in the captain's chair. You want the morale so you can feed Wayun's extra shots. And then you put Honor Guard Wharf over there for the extra crits. Do I have that right? That was what we kind of... Assume you want Honor Guard Wharf for crits, you want Wayun for extra shots, and to trigger the extra shots, you need morale. That's the crew. All right. So with Picard in the captain's chair, or Kirk, or TOS Kirk, you could do that. But uh, what Picard was offering, as compared to, say, 
the original Calvin Kark is this weapon damage boost instead of a stat boost. What he's offering, say, instead of TOS Kirk, as compared to Admiral Picard, is this uh, is this damage boost, okay? Because if you go back to TOS Kirk, his captain's ability is, as long as the ship does have morale, then he's increasing damage as well, Bubba. But it's only increasing damage by 50% of the total defense of all officers on the ship. And it stacks. It's cumulative. So if we're looking at a 500% damage boost out of Picard, is it safe to assume that he is better or worse than TOS Kirk? Bob, I guess that depends on stats, right? It depends on stats, and it depends on um, who you're fighting, right? In an... Against an against an interceptor, well, obviously TOS Kirk would be a little bit better because he's giving you some token level of increase in attack. It's very small, but if you're fighting against an explorer, then Picard would be better. As a general crew, you would want Picard because it allows you to have the advantage against interceptors naturally because you have the triangle advantage, and against explorers because you have the damage boost from Picard, and that's what we said on the first day. Interesting. So, so maybe I did miss some of the nuance of what you were sharing because what this player told me was, is that this particular officer is giving him flexibility. All right, and and it sounds like that's what you were just kind of alluding to, uh, even from the very first talking in cars episode. Is that is that Admiral Picard could potentially not necessarily be the counter, like that it's not that, but it gives you broader spectrum, if you will. Is that what you're saying, Bubba, that you could now fly Picard on a ship that could go against both interceptors and explorers, as compared to, say, for example, a particular strike team, right? Well, you would need to... This only really works effectively from an explorer, unless, of course, there's something bugged about Wayun. Because Wayun only works from an explorer. You give him morale on an interceptor, he's not getting extra shots, or he's not supposed to. I'm sure that I'm sure that, that is accurate. We've never observed him behaving differently, and we've never uh, discussed that, that he could be broken or borked or this or that. And you're right, Wayun's officer ability is if on an explorer with morale, then he's increasing the weapon shots. So if you were to run Admiral Picard, and say Honor Guard Wharf, all right, and Wayun, then you do have the requirement from Wayun to be on an explorer. Yes. And you do have the requirement from Picard to be fighting an explorer. Yes? Yes. Yeah, well, except that you also have the triangle advantage against an interceptor, right? So you still get the advantages of going against an interceptor of being and having the triangle advantage, which we've talked about is important, right? So... You could be fighting against an interceptor with the triangle advantage with this crew, because the crew that you would normally take an explorer against an interceptor with would be Honor Guard Wharf, TOS Kirk, and Wayun. All you're doing is swapping out one morale officer for another. Okay. So and and that was kind of a use case that we had had at the very beginning, kind of something that we had hypothesized about. All right. So this player decided to tinker with something different. He uh, agrees that the traditional Explorer Strike team is no bueno. So he decided that he was going to try to build 
a quote-unquote multi-purpose crew, which Bubba is kind of one of the things that we had briefly talked about uh, at the very, very beginning. Is the audio still off? I'll, I'll turn it up just just a notch, but I'm afraid that it's going to end up screwing up later. So I'll turn it up just a shade. Um, that said, this player was trying to come up with a crew, Bubba Joe, that would give him versatility. Okay, uh, they said don't touch it. All right, I'll put it back. There you go. All right. I, okay, God, man, this thing is super sensitive. Woo! Oh, just the, the f- slightest little touch, and it's getting all aroused. Um, anyway, the, the volume, the volume. God, you filthy, filthy people. Uh, so this player, Trader, was trying to adapt Picard to be used in two different scenarios. So what he uh, what he had chosen to do here, Bubba Joe, was very interesting to me. And I'm curious if anybody's got him, if they've tried to do something like this. He ran Kang as captain. Kang as captain with Picard on the side and Wayun on the side. Interesting combination. I started From thinking... From what kind of ship? <clears throat> um, from an explorer. Okay. Now I so thought this we're was back to on an explorer because you were talking about an interceptor before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was on an explorer on on okay. this test. Yeah, on an explorer. Okay. okay. So he and and that's that's. See, that's what I'm not understanding. I saw this log, and I was I was a little confused about it. Because so, if he's got so, Wayun on the side, he needs morale. Kang correct. is not giving him that. Kang's giving Hull Breach. Picard correct. in the so side Wei-Yun card. Isn't doing anything. So Wayun's not doing anything. So he, his thinking was he was trying to formulate a crew that was going to give him the ability to punch two ship types. Now, I would like to postulate if if this is... If you're going to replace Explorer Strike Team, okay, and that's fine. We've talked about that. If you're going to replace Explorer Strike Team, go with Picard in the in the captain's chair, Honor Guard Wharf, and Wayun on the side. I think that is relatively uh, straightforward. That is uh, being on an Explorer and going after Explorers. All right, Wayun can also get you that ability going against the Interceptor, which is with the Triangle, reinforcing the Triangle. Plus, you've got the morale in the captain's chair. You've got Honor Guard Wharf on the other side. What you're not going to get there is Picard's officer ability to go to, to fight against an Interceptor. It's only going to work if you're fighting an Explorer. Vice versa, Weyun will proc against any ship type. Correct. If you're in an Explorer. If you're in an Explorer. So, if Wayun was going to remain a piece of this quote-unquote new Explorer Strike Team meta, let's let's pretend that for a second. Let, let's refer to it as that. The new Explorer Strike Team. That would be Picard or a morale proker. Preferably Picard, because at least he's got an OA that you can use as well. So, Picard in the captain's chair and I got Worf on the side, extra crits, and then you've got uh, on the right side, uh, or on the other side, you've got Wayun, which is, because he's on an Explorer, is just going to give you the extra shots, which, Bubba, you have said is paramount. That is key yep. 
to any type of PvP battle anymore, anything to go up against any other type of strike team is extra shots. It's necessary, correct? Yep. Okay. Correct. So if you've got the extra shots, you've got the morale, which is feeding the extra shots. If you've got Honor Guard Wharf, which is going to hopefully get you some more crits, then that's all well and good. And if you're fighting an explorer, then Honor Guard Wharf getting you those extra crits is going to be amplified even more. Because Picard is going to come in and give you that 500% damage boost. And as we have been able to verify, and as is normal in this game, the damage boost is applied basically for every single shot, Bubba Joe. So then a critical is going to come back and be that multiplier on top of the 500% boost. So the more crits you can get, the more effective Picard would be. Right? Are we Picard following? Picard is on? the same effective. Picard is the same effectiveness regardless. Mm, no. Yes. No, because if you increase the base of Picard's the shot, ability doesn't change if you critical or not. No, it does not. But his damage is calculated in the normal shot. So, Obviously, but it, having more criticals does not boost Picard's ability. But it does. It amplifies that ability, not it percentage really wise. Does not. It really does not. Well, Bubba Joe, you're going to take the 500%. You're going to multiply that by the hull breach multiplier, which for a lot of players today is, what, 100 and... I mean, you're already getting the crit. Uh, sorry, not hull breach, not hull breach. The critical is what I'm referring yes. to. Sorry, not crit, not hull yes. breach. I said it backwards. Yes. The hull breach. Yes. Frick, the critical. God. My mind is in a million places. So if you've got a normal shot, what's crit? Somebody help me. What's crit? 150% or 1.5-ish. Right, and that what we've done. Sure, one point five. I think 5. it's more than that. I think most people is, I think most people is like three hundred percent, or maybe that's just in G five land. Oh, that's right. Critical is going to vary. Oh, yes, boy. critical varies. I should, I should have made better notes. Clearly, all right. Yeah, hull breach is the hundred fifty percent. The critical is going to be dependent on you, which is what I'm kind of driving at, and I'm not illustrating it well. And I'm sorry, my mind is in a thousand places today. My point is, Bubba, if you've got your normal shots that are now amplified by Picard, okay, and then you do get that critical, the critical is the net multiplier. That's why we've always loved it, okay? Critical shot is going to multiply your shot, your normal shot. It's going to multiply the normal shot by your critical damage bonus, all right? So if your critical damage bonus is, say, 215%, okay, if it's 215%, um, you're going to take the normal shot multiplied by 2.15. If your normal shot is 500% stronger than typical, Bubba Joe, then your crit is also going to be higher. It's going to be higher by whatever the crit damage bonus is. Does, does that Correct. make sense? Am I, am I, yes. Okay, thank you. Yes. Whew. Ooh. Struggle to get that one out, okay? So the reason that that... Whole, uh, that Honor Guard Wharf is a fantastic option there, which you guys have always said. I'm not countering it. I'm just trying to explain it. It's a great option there because it just increases the size of the shots. Okay? You get the crits. You get the increased crit damage bonus. And Picard is going to almost, not a double, but he's going to be effective not only on your normal shots, Bubba Joe, but you're still going to get that extra crit from Honor Guard Wharf that comes in after Picard already does his damage boost. Okay? 
And yes, Star Ocean, Odo below deck would be fantastic. If you were going against this kind of crew, real quick, Kira below deck would be fantastic. Kira is a very flying under the radar, somewhat not fully effective, but a, a, you know, a, a 50% effective against Honor Guard Wharf. All right, Honor Guard Wharf does what, Bubba Joe? Increases crit chance by how much? Ballpark. Uh, depends. Depends on tier, but probably in the neighborhood of 50%, maybe. What's Honor Guard sure. Wharf for some people? I've got him at tier three, and my Honor Guard Wharf is actually 60%. All right, Kira under deck is going to reduce that by what, 25? All right, so a little bit of help there. Not quite half, 40, 45%. All right. Of course, that 60% for Wharf is being added to your native crit chance, which might be 12 or 22%. Long story short, Kira is a nice little under deck to have there. But there are actually other things that boost your critical chance nowadays. Like? Bajoran Favors. Sure. Bajoran Favors. That's, no, that's one. What's another? Uh, it's the one that came to mind. I think there are others. Projectiles. There sure. Is, there is a projectile that does it. Bajoran Favors does it. And then, of course, there's just good old-fashioned research. All right? There are a couple of researches out there that will increase your crit chance. All right? Um, do cloaks? I guess, no, cloaks are damage output, I think, unless those are different by different ship types. I've never paid attention. I'm not a huge – I didn't really buy in on the whole cloak mechanic. Uh, I could check that. Are there cloaks that do it? Yeah, that's right, Benny Hill. Uh, Bubba said favors. There's research. And then, of course, uh, there's the uh, gold Cardassian projectile. Now, circling back to Picard and why he is useful in this use case, and, and I will admit I don't have it pulled up here in front of me, so if I'm remembering something's wrong, somebody tells me in the chat, you know, a good crew, you might have just gotten flipped in your head, DJ, because running Picard as captain with Wayun on the side, sacrificing your Honor Guard Wharf and putting... Uh, Kang there. Okay, let's think about what that would do, Bubba. Would that give you broader scope in your PvP crew? You'd still have no. Wayun. You're still on an explorer. No. Okay, explain. You would want Shar. You already have the triangle advantage against uh, an interceptor. Okay. You need the advantage against a battleship. So if you were going to give up Honor Guard Wharf, you would run Picard, which again gives you the boost against other explorers. You have Wayun, which is going to give you boost on anything because you're on an explorer. And then instead of running Kang, because you already have the triangle advantage over an interceptor, you're saying Sharvenik, which would get you an advantage over battleships. Hmm. As Classico says, there's no morale. Ah, but there is. If you're running Picard in the captain's chair, then Picard is going to give you that morale. All right. Now, obviously, we're talking about trying to make something of the Explorer Strike Team. All right. Mainly because we're looking at PvP. On the other hand, we take a look at the chat, and Dragon Keeper says, listen, if I've got Picard, I could run him on an Explorer. That's fine. Lorca... Uh, Picard, Lorca, Honor Guard Wharf, game over. Possibly, but as Bubba Joe has pointed out so many times in the past, a crucial piece that you're missing there, even more important than hole breach, would be extra shots. 
Bubba, let me ask you. Picard, Honor Guard Wharf, Wayun, as compared to Picard, Lorca, Honor Guard Wharf. Subbing out Wayun for Lorca, nope. essentially. Nope. Nope. Because? Because the extra shots are paramount. The extra shots would be would be pretty big. All right. Now, I guess that does depend on how many extra shots you get, right? Because if you are going to run that hull breach and you do happen to get those crits, right, Dragon Keeper, then your hull breach is going to be an additional net multiplier on top of what even your criticals are. That was the 150% that but I was talking about earlier. The hull breach, so here's the difference, right? So let's say in this mythical setup that you have where you've got hull breach and you've got criticals. And let's, let's just say your critical percentage is 100%, okay? 100% criticals and hull breach. Okay. Would you rather have 100% criticals and hull breach or 100% criticals and twice as many shots? Well, mathematically, you would prefer to have double the shots. And here's why. Correct. Hull breach would get you one and a half shots. Correct. Right? 150%. Yep. One and a half shots. Um, Wayun is, if, if he does proc, all right, is going to essentially double the shots. Now, this isn't necessarily um, a double. Right, Bubba Joe? I mean, at Tier 1, he's 76%. But what does that make him, then, uh, for the second round? At Let's... Tier 1, at Tier 1, he is doubling your shots. Correct, because it's going to round. Okay, so Correct. 76 goes to 1. Now, let's pretend and, that's at the start and, of the round. Dragon Keeper is making the point that he doesn't always proc because Picard has a 90% proc rate instead of a 100% proc rate. You know I, what? I believe... got me. Well, that's true, but I believe, Dragon Keeper, the only significant risk, okay, really truthfully, the only significant risk I think you run there could potentially be round one. All right, I, that's really, I think, is your biggest risk because if Picard does proc, he's got a 90% proc rate, but then he lasts for three rounds. The chances of you, where's Putz? Putz! The chances of not procking. For another three rounds in a row, when his proc chance is 90%, is probably pretty slim. Can anybody tell me what that would be? I'm pretty sure it's less than 1%. So, if, if I'm doing it, my math right. Any statisticians but, out there? What are the chances of not a proc when there's only a 10% chance of failure? What's the chances of failure three rounds in a row? Wire speed says 0.1%, and that's kind of what I was thinking. 0.1%, all right, that it would happen after round one. So agreed, Dragon Keeper, you do have a 10% failure uh, chance in round one. But for any round after that, it's going to fall to 1% in round two, and it's 0.1% by the time you get to round three. All right, 0.1%. So I think it's probably relatively safe to count on. Obviously, 10% on round one is, is you know, it's not 100%, okay, as far as, you know, proc chance. But I'd say that odds are, <laughs> 9 out of 10, you're going to be okay. Now, here's the mathematical difference, okay? The mathematical difference. Although, Dragon, you're right, okay? If I did two shots... For 15 million shots, but now look, look what you're doing here. 
if I had two shots at $15 million versus one critical at $20 million, do you, you say that the, the 20 is better, although it's not going to be quite that way. All right, if your normal shot was 15, or sorry, your normal crit, if your normal crit was 15, hull breach is going to get you to what, Bubba Joe? It is going to be over. It is going to be over twenty, right? Somebody help me out with that. Fifteen times one point five. Fifteen uh, times one point five. Twenty-two point five. So what he's saying is, I would rather take my chances on the twenty-two point five million single shots than I would on doubling the fifteen million shots. Now, except that you're not, except that you're not guaranteed to trigger hull breach. That's not a guarantee either. As a matter of fact. Your chances, it's a lower percentage. Exactly. Your chances of morale proccing are actually better than hull breach proccing. All right? Now, and, e- and even then, truthfully, although it's small, the chance of getting the crit in the first place is also not 100%. So if I'm looking at just mathematics here, Bubba Joe is on to something. And by the way, we're only talking to round one. We're only talking round one, okay? If you look at round two, round two, let's say you do get the proc, Bubba Joe, what happens to Wayoon in round two? Let's pretend you got a round one proc, and if you do get the round one proc from Picard, he lasts three rounds, so what happens to Wayoon in round two? Oh, he triggers. Well, Wayun's going to trigger. He triggered in round one. But what happens in round two? Triggers again. He triggers again. So, officer ability of Wayun increasing weapon shots by 76% at the start of each round, lasting two rounds, when fighting players, if on an explorer, with morale. It's odd to me. Bubba, that narratively speaking, Picard was meant to be with Wayun. Meant to be. It's weird, narratively speaking. I don't even know that I like it narratively, but game mechanic-wise, Picard and Wayun are a match made in heaven. Well, that assumes that Scopely knew that they were making a really terrible Explorer Strike team. Are we going to concede <laughs> that point? I'm not going to say that they, they knew it or didn't. All right, I, I, because, I don't know. Because obviously, 100% morale is better than 90. Yes? Yes. And Wayoon gives you 100% morale if you were to run both pieces of Explorer Strike Team. Okay, I agree with that. I can, so, get, I can get behind I mean, that. But the sacrifice, so, the sacrifice that you would have to make if you were going to run full synergy, that means putting Pawn back on and a Kataka. We talk about this... Uh, the, the value of officer slots, right? When we talk about the value of officer slots, and we've had these conversations before in Armadas, for example, we've had the conversation about the value of officer slots when we're talking about Gala, for example, or talking about Troy, for example, or talking about Picard, uh, Beverly, something, for example, right? We talk about the value of those officer slots and what is it that you're gaining for what it is that you're losing? For example, uh, Karkin and Putz pointed out on Twitch one night, Trader, when we were trying to mess with solo armadas, I was running, I was stacking up synergy with 5 of 11, 
And my mitigation was what? 70%. It wasn't quite max. It was like 70%. And they said, well, take Synergy off. You're not maxed. You're not maxed out. But if you're at 70%, then let's see what it would be without. So we took off that Synergy card and added a different ability, an ability that would probably be more advantageous for me, but I was worried about the mitigation. Right, Trader? Well, we ran the battle log. We didn't run Synergy with five. My mitigation was 69%. 1% difference is what I got for running Synergy with five. Now, I ask you, community, in that particular example, is 1% Synergy worth an entire officer slot? It's an interesting question. Bubba, let me ask you. If you could improve your mitigation by 1% by dropping Honor Guard Wharf in this particular scenario, is it worth it? Would you drop Honor Guard Wharf for 1% mitigation improvement? No. Absolutely not. The officer slot is worth more than the mitigation. So we look here at Wayun. Same thing. You've got a 10% chance, a 10% Better chance to proc morale, right, Bubba? If I'm going to run full synergy, I got a 10% better chance to proc morale. But I'm giving up two officer slots that I would prefer go to somebody else, right? Mm -hmm. And those officer slots could be Picard and could be Honor Guard Wharf. All right. So when we look at what Picard has the capability of doing. I agree. It's 90% versus 100% in the first round. And yes, it's still a 90% chance in the second round. That's not what I'm arguing. Somebody in the chat is challenging my statistical math, which is not strong, but I'm right in this particular case. The chance for you to not proc morale with Picard in round number two drops to 1%. All right. Now, well, on that it, on that particular it, it, role, it's still a 90-10. But what I'm saying is, yeah, it, let me rephrase. Still, the chance okay. for you to not have morale in round two is 1%. Is that a in better statement? In round one and round two. Well, round Each one would round be 10%. Each round has the same 90% chance, right? You're Sorry. saying... You're saying the odds of not triggering morale in the first two rounds is only 1%. That is correct. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Words are my bane today, clearly and obviously. All right. The chance to not have morale in the first round, 10%. Agreed. The chance to not have morale in either of the first two rounds, 1%. And if we look at the duration of Picard, the chance to not have morale at all in any of the first three rounds is 0.1%. Okay. Now, you're right, Star Ocean. The roll is still going to be 10%, but look at all three rounds, which is what we're worried about, right? What some people in the chat are worried about is that they're giving up the 100% proc rate that Wayun would get you with full synergy. So I ask, that 10% roll opportunity or the 1% chance that I'm not going to get it in the first two rounds, or the 0.1% that I'm not going to get it in each of the first, in, in total of the three first rounds, 
is that worth you preserving Ikataka and Pon? Well, I think the community at large agrees that Ikataka and Pon are not the most capable officers. Right? That would be a true statement. That's a true statement. So enter Admiral Picard. How does he fit into the Explorer Strike Team? And that's what we were talking about uh, on day one, Bubba. And obviously testing is going to be needed. And by the way, we're still not done. I don't have him, so I can't run all the tests that I do want to run. But we have what I expect to be our final auction coming up in, in only three days. All right, now, FYI. Wait, what? FYI, that is not confirmed, but it's not in the schedule. There is not a Picard auction scheduled in weekend number three, Bubba. He is scheduled for weekends one and two. I've also been told to expect a solo leaderboard in weekend number three, but it may or may not be Picard. Okay? Okay. They have not guaranteed Picard's availability in weekend number three, which means in three days you will begin your final opportunity to be sure that you get him. All right? Blaze says week three will be Tau. <laughs> I hope not. I mean, he was available for just 50 bucks. Can't imagine that they're going to come back and do a material auction for him. But, I mean, maybe. Uh, who knows? All right. Who knows? But weekend number three is not guaranteed. We see it in the calendar. No auction is currently scheduled for weekend number three, although I do expect one. But I highly doubt it's going to be Picard. Which means, Bubba, the reason we're talking about this today is not talking about whales and auctions and spending and all that stuff, but... We are talking about what it is that we have discovered so far and what it is that you need to know before deciding whether or not you want to chase this guy this coming weekend. Okay? Moreover, we have determined, and and it's obvious, that he is going to get stronger as time goes on. All right, as you tear him up. I also don't expect the sourcing on this guy to be flowing like a waterfall. All right, I, I, I think that this sourcing <laughs> may, may be slowly slightly better than what the original Picard was, Bubba Joe. I don't expect it to be big time, okay? I don't expect it to be Cisco, for example, or even Pike, New Pike. All right, I think it's going to be a challenge. And why I'm I'm trying so hard to dig away and try to dig through some of this research so that we can talk about it before the final opportunity passes us by. So if we are looking, in summary, Bubba Joe, if we're looking at Picard and we're looking at his officer ability being effective against explorers, and we're looking at his at his captain's maneuver also feeding Wayun, and then we're looking at at maybe Honor Guard Wharf. Or, if we wanted to diversify a little bit, let me ask, Bubba, do you think Picard, Honor Guard Wharf, and Wayun is practical against battleships? No. Why? Because you don't have the triangle. Okay. And 
that's going to reduce the amount of damage you're actually getting into the hull of the battleship significantly. Significantly. The mitigation is going to be off the scale. Which is why we were talking just a moment ago. If we were going to use Picard to adapt the Explorer Strike Team to now be the quote-unquote first Explorer Strike Team combination that could go against the triangle, it would be exactly what Bubba said. Picard, Weyoun, and Charbonnet. Right? Now, Uki, you're right. Kirk and TOS Kirk would give you-ish the same results as far as proccing morale, but again, I value officer slots. Why? Because they contain abilities. So look at Kelvin Kirk. You run Kelvin Kirk in the captain's chair. His captain's maneuver is actually just a stat boost, which, by the way, could be important to somebody. I'm not saying that it's not. Okay? It could be important to somebody. If you were going to run Char on the other side, it could be. Right, Baba Joe? It could be. If you're a player that is just shy of the next ship bonus, then Kirk could be important. He is going to give you the morale. He's not quite at 90%. I think, what is he, uh, original Kelvin? I think it's 80%. There we go. Let's look at Kelvin Kirk. 80%, and it's only two rounds. So not as good, Uki. Original Kelvin Kirk, just compared to Admiral Picard, not as good. It can work. I'm not saying that it doesn't. But your odds are better with Admiral Picard. Plus, Admiral Picard is giving you damage boost. Kirk is not. Necessarily. He could be giving you stat boost, which could improve your damage. And it could give you extra piercing if you were going to use a triangle buster. Okay, so possible. I'm not saying that it's not good. I'm just saying it is possible that, that Kelvin Kirk comes in and plays the game. Looking at TOS Kirk, all right? TOS Kirk's um, a little bit different. He does not give you the stat boost, but instead, Bubba Joe, TOS Kirk is going to get you morale, but also only while... Your ship hull is above 30%, which means in that final round or two, you're toast. Okay? I don't know how long it takes somebody to wipe out 30% of your hull, but below 30%, you're done. TOS Kirk ceases to function. When the going gets tough, TOS Kirk bails. <laughs> which, again, narratively speaking, is odd. But, I mean, that's how he's written. Once the ship gets under 30%, he gives up. No more morale for you, Bubba Joe. So I don't know that I like that either. On the other hand, his captain's maneuver does give you a damage boost. It does give you a damage boost. But let me ask, how many stats would you need to equal the effect of Picard over five rounds? It would be easy if I asked you just in round one. It would also be easy if I asked you just in round five. But see, TOS Kirk does indeed stack, which means he can get to be as good as Picard, but it's going to take several rounds. Baba Joe, do we have several rounds in Strike Team PvP? 
Nope. Sure don't. Community, I used to say that I expected the average PvP battle to be seven to eight rounds. Do you remember the good old days, Bubba Joe, when PvP actually lasted seven or eight rounds? When when Khan actually had a chance to do something good for you? <laughs> do you remember? Oh, the good old days when PvP was eight rounds and Khan could actually do something good for you. He could actually build. Do you remember the days when when what's his name? Golly, the the defense, the the cumulative defense stacking booster. Decius. Decius. Oh, Decius. Do you remember the days when you would PvP with Decius? Because he was a slow burn. He would build up to be something amazing, but in round one he was crap. You don't have time for that anymore. You don't have time for Khan anymore. You don't have time for Decius. You don't have time. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Because PvP today, Bubba Joe, is three rounds or, or probably three rounds. Maybe a fourth, but uh, probably three. Maybe less. Two to three rounds is probably normal today. And that's it. So Khan, gone. Decius, no bueno. And TOS Kirk. Might as well write off his captain's maneuver. Okay, done with it. Might as well write it off because he doesn't have time to get there. So let's take TOS Kirk out of the conversation. Let's look at Kelvin Kirk versus Admiral Picard. Admiral Picard, from the very beginning, from the start of battle, is going to get you 500% damage boost. Only if you're going against other explorers. So that reinforces the flat, Bubba Joe. That gives you an advantage against other explorers. Cool, fine. All right, cool and fine. Could, by the way... Could I run Picard on the side of an interceptor? Not ideally, because interceptor strike team is actually decently good. Right, Bubba Joe? Correct. But what if I didn't have the full set? Well, if you didn't have the full set, then you're probably not running interceptor strike team. (laughs) Well, probably not. But could you now? Let's look at the application of Picard on an explorer. Because after all, going against an, uh, going, uh, I'm sorry, on an interceptor. God, this is killing me today. Let's look at the application of Picard on an interceptor who might be going against an explorer. That's against the triangle. It's probably instant death. Unless, unless that explorer is running full explorer strike team, then, then you've got a real shot probably win actually <laughs> all right just in case somebody doesn't listen to talking trek and they're actually running way on pawn all right because they think that that's the cookie cutter pvp strike team let's look at i don't know bubba joe build an interceptor crew with picard who's the better of the two ducat obviously you need ducat ducat is giving you your bonus that's those are your extra shots Okay, Ducat is also your hull breach proc. 
All right, so, so fortunately, he's going to proc himself when it comes to extra shots. But he does have to have at least one side of synergy because without any synergy, he's only a 20% chance at hole breach, and that's not good enough. So you've got DeMar or Ducat. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Captain Plank. So you start with Picard, and then you take off Picard and put on the full interceptor strike team. <laughs> well, listen here, you whale. That doesn't help the player who doesn't have DeMar. Right. So, okay, so let's say whichever one you don't have, and you're saying, I want to put on Picard because he's going to give me this damage bonus, right? What I would like to see, and I don't have the numbers to, so I can't, I can't actually see it or suggest it because I don't know what exactly would happen. Uh, but what I would like to see is what happens when, whether Picard at 500% is better, or Marcus to flip the triangle is better. Very, that's very the part good point. I, I don't have the data. I don't either. Thing that, I think that's the thing you would have to go test. Absolutely. I suspect that Marcus will be better, but it could be Picard. I, I, I think that could go either way. Well, you know, it, it could, especially at Picard's Tier 1. It definitely could go either way because you are going to get better piercing out of Marcus. But you're going to get more overall damage out of Picard, which could end up yielding an equivalent amount of hull damage after it's all mitigated. All right. Don't forget, though, too, if you happen to, I mean, if you've got Ducat, then you're getting your extra shots. Let's take a look at Garrick, which is going to give you the increased critical chance. All right. So you also have the chance now, not only at hull breach, Bubba Joe. And you've got the increased critical chance now, but also the increased opportunity at hull breach for those crits on the extra shots, which comes back to what Dragon Keeper was talking about, which is, hey, man, listen, I, I like hull breach. I'm a believer in hull breach. I'll take hull breach any day. Well, how about this, Dragon Keeper? How about take hull breach, criticals, and extra shots? And then when you add Picard into that, you're taking your normal shots, and the crits, and the whole breach, and they're all being amplified off that base shot. If you're going to fight an explorer. Now, does Interceptor Strike Team traditionally fare well against an Explorer Strike Team or Explorer Strike Team modifier? Can equal ships, let's say a Tier 5 Cory with Explorer Strike Team versus a Tier 5 Pylum with Interceptor Strike Team. Who wins, Bubba? Just straight up, full synergies, who wins? It's going to sound it's crazy. Gonna depend on the, it's going to depend on the officers, I think. Stri Are the officers all the same tier? Sure. Everything equal. Player equal. Ops equal. Research equal. Everything equal. Are the officers so bad that they're going to that they're going to succumb to the triangle? Because I don't think they will. Well, I think the triangle is probably going to win out. But the fact that it's going to depend on... it's it, Honestly, it's going to depend on whether the inter, uh, on whether the Explorer Criticals or not. If the Explorer Criticals, then it probably is going to lose. As stupid as that sounds. <laughs> because of DeMar. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So if the, if the twenty percent of shots that you're getting or the twelve percent of shots you're getting are criticaling in rounds two or three, 
as stupid as that sounds, the Explorer probably loses. Possibly. On the other hand, you don't have a ton of crit build inside of a traditional Explorer Strike team. You've got extra shots. You don't have a ton of crit because Explorer morale wasn't written around crits. Correct. Okay. So, the triangle probably still wins. Okay. Now, Mimi says that Corey's probably going to get pretty beat up, and I imagine that it would just because of the standard of quality that the Explorer Strike Team holds, but the triangle will still win. Now, we can flip it. And Bubba's right. Marcus would be effective there. But I have to think that going full-on damage would be at least as good, if not better. Because if you're going to run Picard on Interceptor Strike Team, you would do it with Dukat. I'm sorry, with uh, Garrick. Okay? You'd do it with Garrick. Why would you do that with Garrick? Correct. You'd if run you Dukat. If you, Go ahead. if you did not have Garrick, if you had Damar and Dukat but not Garrick... I would not. Do, I would not do that. I would go with something else. Agreed. Agreed. If I was only going to run two strike team and and Garrick was the one that I was missing, well, you probably have another problem. But Garrick is uniquely suited to perhaps complement, just like we were talking about Picard and Wayun. We're kind of magic. All right. Kind of feel like Picard has the potential to work with interceptor strike team as well. Why? Well, you're getting hull breach. That's coming from. That's coming from Dukat. You're getting extra shots. That's coming from Dukat. You're getting increased crit chance. That's coming from Garrick. And if you're fighting an explorer against the triangle, then you're going to get Picard's officer ability as well. So you look at Picard's officer ability, improves damage, and this is the example I made 20 minutes ago. He's going to improve damage on every shot, no matter what. Base, 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 like whatever your normal, good old-fashioned shot is. 100% normal shots going to get bumped up by Picard's OA. But then if you get a critical, well, you're going to multiply that by your critical damage bonus. Bubba, pretend that your crit is, uh, we talked about this a minute ago, let's use 200%, crit damage bonus 200%, and your base shot um, is a million. What's a crit going to be? Easy math. It's going to be two million. Okay? Yes. Now, let's take that one million shot and improve it by 500%, which, by the way, is not a net effect. So let's say that that, that one million shot now, Bubba Joe, let's say it becomes 1.2. All right. I don't know what it would actually be. We'd have to go back and count up how much damage research, of which there is a lot. All right. We'd have to count it all up. But let's just pretend. Do you think that's fair, Bubba Joe, that it would give you a 20% net gain? I think that's what we had talked about at the beginning was roughly 20%, maybe less, maybe 10 to 15. What do you think is fair? Just spitball it. What's your damage boost uh, uh, percentage? Oh, for critical? No, no, no. On a normal shot, just good old-fashioned damage boost research. Oh, it's like 6,000% or something. Okay, so not, uh, well, okay. We'll use 6,000%. So let's take, um, how do I do this? Uh, 
million divided by 60. All right, uh, let, let's do this. Let's pretend a base shot is 10,000. This might be an easier math. Base shot is 10,000. If you get 60, if you have 6,000% research like Bubba Juz, then that shot, that 10,000 shot, becomes 600,000. Okay? We follow so far? Sure. All right. Now, let's add Picard. 10,000 base shot. Now we're going to multiply that by 6,500%, Bubba Joe. That's going to take the 600,000 shot and make it 650. Not a huge change, but we're also talking about a 10,000 power shot. Okay? But it's going to give you 50,000 extra damage. Then you crit. So the crit is basically 200%. Let's pretend. Now you're at 1.3. Then you hole breach. And now you're at 1.9 million. So stacking them all up, Picard plus Ducat plus Garrick takes a 600,000 shot and makes it 1.9 million. Interesting. So is that kind of damage boost, can it overcome piercing from Marcus? I guess Tom's going to tell on that. What was it before? I'm, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I stopped paying attention for a second. <laughs> what was it before you got to 1.9? You started with a 1 million shot? No, no. I had to redo the math. I started with a 600,000 shot. Assuming that your base, like the actual shot at base was 10,000, I used okay. your example of 6,000% damage boost, which the, the chat is telling me is too high. But just for illustration, okay, there's, it's different for everyone. We've talked about this. Correct. It's different well, for I, everybody. The, Correct. And the point that Captain Picard or Captain Picard, Captain Planet just put in the chat is exactly correct. Picard is going to have a more pronounced effect at lower ops levels that have less research. Oh, for sure. No doubt right. about it. The less research you have, the more potent Picard becomes. Absolutely. And I would also argue, depending on the development of your officers. Because Bubba, if Marcus is tier one. Well, he's not worth flying anyway. What did we used to say? This is not new. This is three-year, four-year-old data. Where did you actually start want to fly in the Trinity officers? And it's probably even later today, but it was at least tier three, and it was probably tier four before you saw a noticeable impact. And Bubba, that was three and a half, four years ago. Mm -hmm. So today... It's probably even later. It's probably five or die. You know, there's just so much other stuff in the game. But that's exactly right, Forgotten Shields. Some of us have only been playing for a year. And for you, I say, Picard is worth ten times as much as it is to Bubba Joe. Okay? It's worth ten times as much as it is to Bubba Joe because stats matter. If Bubba's got a Tier 5 Marcus, but you only have a Tier 1 Marcus, Marcus isn't worth flying to you. If Bubba Joe's got 6,000% damage boost, 500% might be in the wind. But if you only have 1,000% damage boost, big. So, let's summarize this segment, Bubba Joe. Picard. Admiral Picard. This is 
your last guaranteed opportunity to get him in three days. He has application, but is he one size fits all? Bubba, we have actually praised Scopely for coming up with ideas that may not be one size fits all. Like, one size fits all is boring. Right, Ripper? Pike Moreau Chen is boring. Ripper might be in bed. It's awful late. Yo, Karkin, what are you doing, man? I played your song earlier and you weren't here. I'm not in bed. I missed it. Uh, I had to jump out. Sorry. <laughs> I'll play it again. All yeah. right. It also gives them more opportunity to uh, bring up more officers. If you have, you know, more guys who are specific damage to that, you know, just like the way they did TNG. Well, we talked about this on day one, kind of in summary, and Putz also uh, kind of agreed with this general sentiment. If there's an officer or even a set of officers coming again that will add some variety back to strike team, that will add some variety back to PvP, rather, that will add a little bit of flavor, Bubba. Well, that's not necessarily a bad thing. This could be a door opening that gives Scopely a chance to allow players to strategize in PvP again instead of going with a cookie-cutter officer set. Bubba, for you at Op 60 or near, Picard may not be as exciting. On a scale of 1 to 10, how satisfied – I, li I like this new one. Bubba Joe, on a scale of 1 to 10, how satisfied are you with the theory of Admiral Picard as a 60? Uh, Picard is a 6.5 out of 10. Whoa, that's generous. JB, <laughs> stop And it. is that at max that you're thinking of him or just – because you always think of people at max, right? You're going to get them there soon. I enough. would probably think that he's higher when he's max, but but you know what? That's a fair question. I'm probably thinking out of the box right now because that's where I'm driving. We've only got one more shot, Cargan. So out of the box, Bubba, do you want to revise your score? No. I think that Admiral Picard has potential to be the morale monkey in Explorer Strike Team. Okay, so Bubba's going to give him six and a half. Captain Andrew Stevens giving him a two. Dragon Keeper at a three. JB at... A zero on the scale. I don't know that that is quite objective. Uh, Dexy's giving it five. Now let's drop down. Let's drop down to an Ops 49 with a decently powered Coronar. They would probably feel pretty frustrated at the fact that the Explorer Strike Team is kind of the one that got gypped out of all three of them. Now, Bubba, re-rank Admiral Picard for a 49 where his primary ship is a Coronar. Uh, no, my rating stays the same. Hmm. All right, well, then let me try one more. Let's drop to an Ops 35 with a brand-new G3 Epic Enterprise. And maybe they don't even have Explorer Strike Team. Now rate it. Uh, it's it's probably a nine. JB says a ten. Dragon Keeper agreeing that it's pretty high up there. 
I'm not necessarily coming out and saying, hey, all you young bucks out there, go out there and spend money on this officer. But if you're sitting on some materials, this could be an opportunity for you to actually get a strike team officer. I quote, air quote, strike team officer. Get a PvP officer that might be better than some of the other PvP officers that have come out in the last year to a year and a half. Okay? And no, Retro, I'm not trying to drop to a scenario where it's impossible to rank it low. I'm trying to provide perspective for all ranges of player. He's different. So G5 doesn't want this guy. Well, no. So, again, if G5 is fighting with explorers, they are using, and I'm going to use this term as politely as I can, any morale monkey available, and then Weyoun, and then Honor Guard Wharf. That is the crew that G5 are using. Picard fills the slot of any morale monkey available. He fills that slot, and 500% is more of an effect against one of the three ships you could be fighting than either of the other morale monkeys can give you. So, he's better than what you can currently use. But he's not so overwhelmingly better that you have to have him. I would agree with that. Karkin, your question? TOS Kirk can't get you to the same damage percentage-ish, depending on the tier? Not a, no. 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 Picard goes up as a percentage. TOS Kirk is a stat, right? He, so well, he's a stat, he can, but he's also at 10% of the value. He's 50% of defense, where Picard's just 500% of damage. You see? So it would take... It would take I mean, he can. He can, theoretically, Karkin. Depending on the tier and who you're... Yeah, exactly. He, he can. Theoretically, mathematically, he can, but it depends stat, on the length of battle. Could. Yes. Depends on the length of battle. And even in the old days, where PvP battles would go eight rounds, TOS Kirk can't do it fast enough. He would need at least ten rounds. So, and 100,000 stats, which that's not going to happen. I would like to finish this segment for anyone who might be listening that if the plan is to give us someone who does full breach and damage against interceptors and uh, burning and damage against battleships and wants to know why those officers are going to be absolutely terrible, please just ask me. I will be happy to explain it to you. <laughs> Picard is in a unique situation because Scopely Fubard, the Explorer Strike Team. So he had a slot as generic morale monkey. The other two strike teams do not have that potential. So if your thought was, We'll just duplicate Picard for the other two. Please stop what you're doing and start again. I actually do agree with that. With the exception of maybe Damar. I'm not a huge fan of Damar either. I mean, Damar breaks PvP. They claim it's intended. But Damar breaks PvP. <laughs> All right, if you, if you got full Interceptor Strike Team going against another full Interceptor Strike Team and your Damars are the same tier, game over. Okay? I, the, the, nobody wins. It's done. Okay? It's lucky. Both of you survive, and and whoever got one extra crit is going to be the winner. It's stupid, okay? Demar who has more favors. Demar is broken. All more right, favors to give the bonus. So I would potentially also argue, Bubba Joe, that they could do one for Interceptor Strike Team. Could but you're not going to pull Demar for that officer? Well, no, because then you're handing the victory to somebody who does run Demar. Demar, exactly. Demar, Demar has to to run. Demar has to run if you even want to tie. It, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. Oh God.
All right, there you go. That's Picard. And I reiterate, folks, that you have only days to decide. If you want him this month, or we can wait on whatever potential sourcing path comes with this officer, but I can tell you, I don't think it's going to be quick nor easy. All right? I don't think it's going to be quick nor easy. And especially for some of the younger ops players, some of the newer players, who might not have a Tier 5 Marcus, who might not have a Tier 5 TOS Kirk, because let's not pretend TOS Kirk is really that easy to get anymore. At least Kelvin Kirk is in your faction recruit bundles, but TOS Kirk ain't exactly either easy either. He's ultras. So, depends on your situation. It's not one size fits all. But I do think that Picard is probably going to be worth it long term, especially as you get you know those tiers, because the damage bonus can end up being something decent. Let's pretend somebody said in the chat, and we'll wrap up with this thought, Bubba Joe. Somebody said in the chat that their damage bonus was about four thousand percent. Okay, you said yours was six. Well, tier five Picard would get you three of that. That's a seventy-five percent boost to the player in the chat. It's a fifty percent boost to you. That doesn't seem small, especially if you happen to crit. It's a 33% boost to me. 6,000 to 3,000? It's going from 6 to 9. Yes, that'd be 50%. I guess it'd be 50%, yes. <laughs> there you go. I mean, no, obviously, it's a long ways off. But he's got some potential. I see Admiral Picard quoted down, Bubba Joe. I see Admiral Picard as the next Commander Data. I think by the time that you can have a Tier 5 Admiral Picard, there'll be something the, else the out. Percentages, the percentages will be just <laughs> ridiculous. It's probably true. Uh, they'll come up with something to nullify him before anybody can have him maxed. That is the skinny on Admiral Picard. And uh, again, I remind you, your last confirmed opportunity to acquire him in bulk comes this weekend in a material and directive solo leaderboard. My name is Ultimate DJ. He's going to take a quick break. When we return, we're going to uh, change gears and talk about a couple of these new events that we see in the game. I, I'm not, I, I get it. They're added value events, whatever, Bubba Joe. I, I'm, not a, I'm not really opinionated on it one way or another. All it's doing is adding extra value to the pack. What is that Prime actually doing? We're going to talk about two Primes specifically and whether or not they might actually be worth it in the game just again kind of lost in the noise we're going to do that on the other side of the break plus coming up later your opportunity at battleship there is more to come my name is ultimate djs on talking trek live star trek fleet commands official podcast we return in a moment hang on today's show brought to you in part by facebook.com slash mn toy posse your one-stop shop for all toys whether for pleasure professional buying selling or just remembering your childhood visit them online at facebook.com slash mn toy posse for the toy collector in all of us pvptarget.com is a site with a whole host of tools for the players not only at veteran status in this game but also for brand new players giving you insights into pvp banding crews and roe used by many servers pvptarget.com can help you get your feet under you with respects to all things player versus player. 
Visit their website for our player's guide regarding lawful attacks, warships, and even a glossary of terms for use right here inside Star Trek Fleet Command. Visit pvptarget.com today. That's pvptarget.com. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Not-So-Secret Deodorant, the antiperspirant that fights odor and leaves yellow rings in the armpits of your blouses. And now, spring break postcards from the 1700s. To my dearest, I have traveled far and wide, finally arriving at the destination known as South Beach. My companions, known as the BFFs, are safe and sound, surviving on a healthy portion of grain, alcohol. The sun beats strong and the heat sizzles our skin, but fear not, for we made sure not to acquire tan lines if you're picking up what I'm throwing down. The gentleman callers are plentiful, but I remain loyal to my one true love. I have found the inner strength needed to resist their washboard abs and booming bulges. We will meet again soon, after our stomachs are pumpeth in the emergency room. Until then, let not your heart be troubled. As for my vodka shot, it shall be doubled. Good night, my prince. All right, guys. PJ's in bedtime. But it's only 7 o'clock, Mom. Yeah, kind of, but this time tomorrow it'll be 8 o'clock. You're not making sense, Dad. Daddy, look. The sun's up. It's daylight savings time, kids. Daylight what? It's actually daylight saving time. It's savings. You're wrong. Anyway, you see, it's something that started around World War I as a way to conserve fuel. Did Daddy have one of those special gummy bears again? Either way, it's something most of the world does. So we're doing it. Most of the world is going to bed with the sun up. Yeah, I still want to play. I'm not I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm still hungry. I'm still hungry. Not, not going, going to bed. <gasps> That's it. Everybody in bed. This has been a public service announcement from the Association of Parents Against Daylight Saving Time. Everybody, appreciate you guys all being here. Did that say a dirty word? It said a dirty word. I feel like it said a dirty word. Oopsies. Uh oh. I still like it though. I'm in a very rocky mood today. No, not that kind of rocky. I'm like, I'm like feeling my rock tunes today. I like it. That's Finger Eleven and Paralyzer. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Ultimate DJs, and this is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Appreciate you guys all being here, and good evening to you. So, an enlightening conversation uh, prior to the break, Bubba Joe, on Picard and his possible use cases and and the fact that he's not exactly fitting the mold. He does actually kind of break the mold uh, in that it provides a little bit of uh, variety, possibly. 
what also may or may not have some impact on your game in one piece or one area or another could be a couple of these new primes. Now, the reason that this sparks the conversation is I, I... Got questions about this today, Bubba, about these new events. And and I do acknowledge, I sometimes do forget that we haven't all played this game for four years. Uh, there are players that have joined the game as little as six months ago. We've got players that have been in the game one year, two years, and then some like Bubba Joe and I at uh, four years, like Ripper, but four old years. Old men like us. Old, old geezers. All right. Well, but... I did get questions about two events that are in the game today, and those events would be maximum firepower solo milestone. <laughs> hmm. Not should be should they be labeled as heroic? I don't know. I feel like we might be. That might not be. Like that's kind of. I mean, do we do like if you ask me? I think we should label everything as heroic. <laughs> well, I'm heroic means heroic. you have to spend money in their mind, right? So that's. Why that one's labeled heroic? Well, it's not. That's their loophole. Wasn't that's it? just it. It's not we labeled heroic. You have to spend money. You got no, peak you performance. You got maximum firepower. Neither one of them are labeled. But basically, Bubba Joe, what you've got here is a single milestone event, chock full of a well, not chock full, but with a few extra resources and materials for somebody who purchases the prime pack. All right. And, and yes, Captain Planet says they were on the calendar from the start. We have seen these before. Sometimes people who jump right on it right up front might be costing themselves event rewards. Sometimes I do warn people to say, hey, hang on. Don't build this building yet. Don't do this research yet. Hey, there will be an event for this prime that comes out if you can hold yourself back from throwing money at the footsteps of Scopely HQ. I know why they do it, though. I know why they did this. Okay, please explain. Because I know why they did this. Too. Is, this is fundamentally the same thing as if if you were to make like a a special sale pack. Mm-hmm. They are gathering data on which one works better. If something like this actually increases sales. Well, okay, I could this, get behind this, that, but they've been for, they've been for, quote for, unquote for, running that no test. There's no other 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 reason to doing something like this. Absolutely none. Well, it is added value, okay? Uh, yes, I, gu- I guess they think just, somebody who was on the... F- pack. Well, I, I guess they're thinking, that the line of thinking could be, well, we'll let the people buy it early that want it and are going to spend, and then if somebody was on the fence, then we're going to dangle a bunch of resources and materials on them to try to get them over Either You could that do line. that with a special sale pack. That would that require writing two packs. This requires writing two events. That's true. Maybe it's, events are easier be, than packs. Be, I don't know. Should be roughly the same amount of. Well, and, and to be fair, neither of these is just two. That's well, no, my no, pack. Yeah. But they my are equal. Not, my event is not the same as no. Arkans or even probably Captain Mark's or, or yours, right? It's They are no, scaled by ops. Yes. Right. But, you but so would an pack. event. An event would do that too. Agree, agree, but it's not just two, right? It's it, it, no. I think what he was referring spent, to were two instances, right? Like if, if yes. they were going to do a special, a special sale pack, uh, then that would be one pack scaled for all ops, and then the routine regular pack scaled for all ops. Two instances with equal numbers of, of brackets. Same yeah, thing. Well, no, though, no. They do one pack, and then they do this one event. It's still scaling. It's two instances, I think. It's the same same thing, really. 
at the end of the day. It's just this is probably more visible to people. And that's why I don't think that it's necessarily data testing. Otherwise, they they would run it at the beginning of the month. I think it's actually there to help push those over the edge who might not have exactly. seen the value on day one. Right? Well, maybe. If somebody... There's no, there's no like game reason for doing this. This is pure... It's marketing. This yeah, more. it's business. Absolutely it is. Bubba, let me ask you a question. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. As a matter of fact, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably guess maybe not, actually. But did you acquire prime repair cost? Nope. I didn't think so. We're going to talk about why here in a minute. That's, that's part of the segment that I wanted to go into. Um, trader's gone. Where did Trader go? Um, she had other obligations. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Mark? She's starting her own podcast. Oh, cool. Can we go watch that? Or listen? Can we go listen? Um, <laughs> Mark, let me ask you a question. Because you you have jokingly and freely admitted that you have fallen into the Scopely spend traps before. Did you buy prime ship repair cost efficiency? No. Ooh. I don't have to ask Ripper. I did not. I don't have to ask Ripper. And uh, because you didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. I did. I know. <laughs> I didn't. I can guarantee you Karkin didn't. Why? Let's talk about why. Now, I started the conversation with why are the events here? People asked that question. And, and then when I told them it's an, an event to incentivize buying the Prime, they were like, well, okay. Is the prime worth it? All right. Which is an interesting question to follow up with that. Old school days has it. Prion has it. It's to tempt players to spend and or just increase exposure. Right, Prion? It's to get more eyeballs on the prime. Of course, it's marketing. Okay. That's all it is. It's to get somebody to look. Somebody looks at the event and they're like, well, what's this event for? What is this prime? Well, now they're going to at least think about it. Is it worth it? I don't know. Is it? Let's take a look at peak performance requiring prime repair cost research node. Now, uh, it is a new prime. It's available for $100. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Bubba Joe, it's taking G6 material, so it's not even grindable, even by the G5 economy. Yeah, true. Correct statement. Here we go. Prime repair cost efficiency. Got to pull it pulled up. No, it's not even using materials. It's using prime. <gasps> Wait. Oh, God, Mancy. I hate when they do this. I, for, I, it says prime particles, and I thought, oh, wait, wait. Are these the particles that we're earning every single day? But no, those, those nope. were different particles. They're different. <sighs> yeah, this is actually a prime that can never be ground, Bubba Joe, because yeah. it's specific to this Prime. It's called a repair prime particle. Mm -hmm. hmm. Same with the other one. Same with the other one. So can uh, they, they've already told us, Bubba Joe, this prime will never be ground out. They're telling you right now. Okay? Straight up. Two aren't linked together. They're, they're separate from each other, too. Yeah. Yeah. There will never be a grinder's path on this. If you want it, you're going to buy it. So let's, uh, let's come in. Let's come into your station research tree. 
and look at prime repair cost efficiency. It's actually only three columns over from the uh, other prime ship repairs in your station tree, which is probably about 15 columns in, and it's beyond the other prime, Bubba Joe, to prime repair cost. Mm. Just seems like seems like prime repairs continues to be a thing that they feel like they can continue to sell over and over and over again. Here's what they forget. Here's what they forget. Bubba Joe, I asked you a question before the show. I asked you, what is your repair cost efficiency bonus approximately at this time? Ballpark it. Bubba, Bubba's gone. Where'd Bubba go? He's muted. No, I'm uh, here. There you are. Sorry, he's muted. Approximately 900%. 900%. Really? <laughs> now, if we went to mm. the beginning of time, if we went to the beginning of time, folks, and there was zero research on it, and it was just a 100% prime, just like the original one was, prime repair cost, 100%. What does, with zero other research, what does 100% increased in cost efficiency for repair costs, what did it effectively do? This is early math. Half. Exactly half. half. Exactly half. Okay? But then another prime came. Other research came. Um, you had this prime ship repairs. It was also, by the way, 100%. And then other research has come into the game to the point now where Bubba Joe, admittedly much higher than most of us, has 900%. Neat. Okay? 900%. So, Scopely's like, don't worry, DJ, we got you. We remember that video you made on... What was it? I can't remember. What was it, what was it diminishing called? Diminishing returns. Demi thank you. Diminishing returns. I was going to say depreciated, but that wasn't it. Diminishing <laughs> returns. Oh, you're right, Dex. Dry Docs have it too, so it wouldn't have been exactly half. But you're right, Dry Docs have it too. That's how Bubba Joe's at 900%. Okay? So they're like, yo, yo, DJ, we got you. Don't worry about it. We're going to take this prime. We're going to make it 200%. Ooh. How generous. Don't tempt me with a good time. Two hundred percent. Now, let me let me just kind of real quick remind the community that zero percent of the Talking Trick panel have acquired this prime. Why would that be, Ripper? I mean, come on, that that doesn't make sense. This is worth double what the original two primes were worth, right? Come on. Oh, I, I know what the answer is. It's because the event is not good. Yes. <laughs> the event is garbage. <laughs> There's no avatar in there. Wow. Exactly. <laughs> Put an avatar in there, then I buy it. Yep. No joke. joke I, I stopped doing that, actually. Oh, God. I, I, I have not returned to the point where I'm willingly spending money. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. All right. Ripper says put an avatar in there and he's in. All right. Mm -hmm. Now, if, if we look at the event <laughs> itself, we look at the event itself, it's giving a bunch of extra dill. It's giving some extra gas. Okay. All that stuff is fine. Um, 
What's inside the pack? Let's go back to the pack. What's inside the pack? Is the pack devoid of resources and materials? Prime repair cost efficiency, $99. Well, golly, it's got resources in it, too. But I would assume no. No, it's got resources and materials either. Or both, also. Either, also, and in addition to. All right. As a matter of fact, let's compare, Bubba Joe. My pack, all right, which is different because they scale by offs. My pack, no, good, good point, Joker. Good point, Joker. We're going to come back to that here in a second. My pack has 15 billion in tokens, Bubba Joe. We're going to call it 30, 34 billion dilithium. That's what my pack has. 34 billion total dilithium. I'm going to come over and I'm going to look at the event and I'm going to see, well, they must be trying to tempt me. They're trying to tempt me, Bubba Joe. So they're going to offer me an event in addition to my $34 billion. They're going to come in and offer me another $2.7, another $5 billion. All right, $34 billion. They're going to add me another $5 billion. Well, listen, that's not nothing. Okay, that's not nothing. It's certainly not the value of the prime. It's not a two-for-one, Bubba. It's roughly what do we typically see when they run specials. It's usually roughly mm, 20%, 30%. This one looks like it's going to be roughly between 35 and 40% boost. That should hold true for most people. Uh, Dragon Keeper says mine's right at 1.5 uh, times 1.5. Mine's not quite there. I'm, a closer, to, I'm closer to 1.4. All right. But it's interesting, Bubba. The treasury is typically kind of beloved, usually. Its value is at 140% too. So shouldn't this event be looked at the same way as a treasury? I mean, you could look at this event however you want. I was looking at 5 bill as compared to 30 bill. No, you're right. That's not 40%, is it? No. So wait, is yours actually 50% Q? Uh, not Q. Uh, who what? said that? Who said that a second ago? Dragon Keeper is yours. Is yours times one point five? Mine's no. not. He's what fifty two? Yeah, fifty two. No. Oh, you're saying that's what it should be? Okay, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. So mine, mine is what roughly? It's one basically fifteen percent, five percent from thirty. Yeah, it's roughly roughly fifteen, fourteen, fourteen, fifteen ish, ish, ish. Okay. So. You've got these. Uh, you've got these events, which okay. Now I'm saying not as good as a, a treasury, clearly and obviously, just meant to be a little bit of added value. Okay, Le- meant to be a little bit of added value. The problem is, or or maybe the better analysis would be, what is it going to do for me? Because I'm not opposed to extra ship repair efficiency, Bubba Joe. If I found value in the prime itself, I'd probably buy it. If I were looking at the pack itself, Bubba Joe, is it worth buying for just the materials? Because we've had that before, too. I remember uh, here not long ago, we were talking about those new Prime Tribute uh, packs, the ones that gave the extra reputation, Bubba Joe. Remember that? We were doing that, I think, just between the arcs, right? And I had a player message me and said, listen, I, I bought them. And I asked him why. He said, well, I don't know that I would today. He said, but then it had more resources and materials than any other pack by like two, by 2x. 
probably wasn't even intended, but he got a ridiculous jump in part in materials and resources by buying the prime. He was basically saying, like what we've said before, Bubba Joe, about maybe second builder. Remember, we could have bought second builder for five bucks, but we bought the hundred dollar pack. Why? Why did we buy second builder for a hundred dollars? Because yeah, it's not available any other way. Plus extra. Back then it was, Bubba, because it was available for $5. You got it, Oblivious. You got a cap and queue because the $100 pack actually was a good value compared to a typical station pack. It was, it was like 140 150%. Okay? And I did say we, as in me and Bubba. I was asking Bubba. Okay? The reason, Trader has said it too, the reason people bought the $100 second builder pack is because it was almost doubly as good as a traditional station pack. Now, you look at this particular pack. Uh, sorry, you look at the Tribune, uh, the Tribute Reputation Packs. Some players claim, Bubba Joe, that they were the same way. I've got several players that have messaged me saying, listen, I know you were kind of knocking on them, but I did it just for the materials and the resources. You've said before that you've done something like that. I did it, and, and essentially I bought the materials, got the Prime for free. Right? Do you have the same presentation with this prime? Yes or no, community? Mm. Mm -mm. K92 says no, I don't think so. Bubba, do you think so? Is this the same kind of same kind of pack? Basically get the prime for free if you buy like a supercharged uh ship pack or something like that? I'll be honest, DJ, I didn't even look at the pack because the research is so uninspiring. Well, I can tell you I did, and no, it doesn't. <laughs> All right. I haven't yet found an example for anybody uh, where the pack itself is remarkably strong. So why would that be? Why would they offer 200% of a station pack in a $5 second builder as compared to scaling back on prime ship repairs? And we got a theory? I got one. It's a selfish theory, but I do have they one. They gave away too much stuff this month? No, that's not it. That's not they it. They made a mistake with the second builder? <clears throat> well, possible, but they never copped to it if they did. No, I don't think that's it at all. I think they valued ship repair research. That's right, Gator. They think 200% is amazing. Bubba Joe, you're almost Ops 60. May I ask you what your Ops 59 dry deck, dry dock repair cost efficiency bonus is? Just off the one dock. Just from the dry dock? Just, just from the one dry dock. I don't, I don't, I don't have the game up right now. I'd have to go to stfc.space. Let's see. That's right, JB. For who? Dry dock. As a matter of fact, I might even argue. Look at Joker in the chat, Bubba Joe. Joker says, I've got 240% repair cost efficiency, free to play. Now, now, granted, he is only Ops 33, where repair costs are not a problem. But if you had repair cost efficiency at 240%, would 200% be pretty freaking awesome? Bubba, if it doubled... If your total, including dry docks, was 240% and they offered you a $100 prime to get 200% more, is it worth it? Well, if it was – well, so again, 
the 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 problem with efficiencies is that you get diminishing returns as the numbers get larger and larger. True. Um, but if it was an effective doubling, right? If whatever my bonus was, it was double that, then I would probably do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I could. I, I could see I, that. Yeah, that's. But that's an entirely different story, isn't it? It is that that becomes part of the conversation about infinite scaling and infinite diminishing and and inflation of things. Archangel says, how is a 100% reduction not free? Because they use an efficiency model. You're not reducing it technically, Archangel. The wording no. is you're increasing the efficiency. See, it's not a 100% reduction in cost. You it's could, an increase it's, in the efficiency. Go ahead, Rip. I think the easiest way is that you can think of it, every resource you put in is now worth double. For the repair. Wait, what? What do you mean, wait, what? Every resource you put into a repair is worth double. If you increase it by 100%, the efficiency. See, he's saying he's not reducing the cost. Because that would be unfortunate if you did... Yeah, see, it, it doesn't. It's not really even doing that because what we're used to seeing, Rip, is we're used to seeing the net effect. If we were looking, obviously, always at well, base you, value, you know, I was assuming, as I was assuming, based on zero percent efficient, like one hundred percent efficiency. Exactly, that's my point. If you always saw the base cost, double. then you're right. If we always saw the base cost, you're absolutely right. But we don't. We see the net effect, which means if we've got nine hundred percent. Okay, that's what we're seeing now. And if we add 200% to it, well, golly, somebody out there like Archangel would expect it to drop by two-thirds, except it doesn't. It's going to drop it by a net effect, Bubba Joe, of ish 8 to 10%. Now, 8 to 10% might be worth it for some people, especially if you're spending tens of billions or hundreds of billions of tritanium on a repair, that's, that's, that may be possible. Okay? But what it's actually doing is taking whatever your repair cost efficiency is and adding 200%. Now, Joker is a better example of a bigger value. This is why they miss, Bubba. Okay? Joker at 240%. If Joker was flying G5 ships and he could go from 240% to 440%, Bubba, it becomes a no-brainer. Yeah? If yes. you can't afford the repair costs, and you go from 240 to 440, no-brainer. Mm. If you're going from 900 to 1100, it does become less noticeable, less potent. Now, for Joker... Let's come back to, to Joker's example. Joker is going from 240-440. Mathematically, it would probably be worth it. But, Bubba Joe, what's one extra factor when it comes to repair costs? And I don't mean the math piece of it. I mean the logical piece. How much piece. titanium can you get for that same $100? You got it. What is the actual cost of the repair? 
We've done this comparison before. Joker can repair his ship on ballpark, based on my math from a few months ago, could repair his ship 780 times on $100 worth of titanium. Bubba Joe, how many times can you repair your ship on $100 worth of titanium? Five? It's hundreds. It's not hundreds. Does well, it... what ship are we talking about? Well, I assume like your biggest one. Didn't we calculate at some point that it literally cost you like six actual dollars to repair your ship? And that that's that's a few months old, all right? It could have changed a little bit. The bottom line is, based on this spreadsheet that you and I did, oh gosh, eight months ago, Bubba Joe, it cost you $6.75 to repair your ship, and it cost an Enterprise owner seven cents. That's using dollar equivalent to Tritanium, okay? So for Joker to feel the need... To go from 240 to 440, he's going to need to feel the pressure on the repair cost. Is there, community, a problem with repair costs at G3? No. Old school says this is making my head hurt. This is, I guess what we're doing here today is I'm kind of pooping on these primes. Okay? If, if, if you want to get down to the brass tacks, they missed the mark yet again. They put these primes out because they think the players are excited about them, Bubba Joe. We've all been asking about repair costs. We've all been wanting to make things cheaper, right? So they do a whole arc around making things cheaper. Except the math is not good. Right, 200% for players who need who genuinely need repair cost efficiency, 200% is far too little too late. All right. What about weapon damage, says Crazy. Okay. Let's look at maximum firepower. All right. Just a few moments ago, Bubba Joe, we had a player that came out and said, uh, and I don't remember what his ops was. He said, I've got approximately 4,000% damage bonus in the game already could be combination of other primes research this or that but he said i've got roughly four thousand percent okay so let's find this new prime what's it called prime nope that's not it where where is it where where is it in the combat tree prime it's not station damage prime tactical advantage is that what it's called Nope, that's five-star. Where is it, Mark? You saw it a little bit ago. Here it is, prime weapon damage. I see it. I see it. I see it. There it is. Prime weapon damage. <laughs> it's 200%. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, this one's so good. This one is so good. At, example, at, at making itself an example of how bad these primes are. Yeah, we didn't already, didn't we already figure out that everyone's sitting on thousands upon thousands? You, there's a high degree of likelihood you've got at least a couple thousand percent of yeah. damage boost in this game. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe it's a thousand percent. 
Maybe, maybe, maybe it's less. I don't know. Has anybody actually ever looked? Does Box Club give you that information? Will it sum up all your damage bonus? If it doesn't, there's a very easy way for you to calculate what this is. Please do. So you take the damage, you look at the typical damage you're doing, try not to hit criticals that you typically do, and then go into stfc.space, look at your tier of your ship, look at the base damage for that ship with those upgrades, and divide one by the other. That'll give you your rough boost. Okay, fair enough. And there is a target audience, Vanguard. You're exactly right. You are correct, Joker. There is a target audience, which feels weird to me. Because you know who the target is of these primes, Bubba? Generally speaking. Who's the target of prime weapon damage? Or the target of prime ship repairs? With 200%. I have a thought, but it's not the answer you're actually looking for. Okay. Be kind. What is it? Well, I can't be kind and yes, you my thoughts. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. I'll give an answer. Go ahead. 40 Carter. plus is their target. No. Because that's what the ops restriction is. I don't even have the event, apparently. Is Thank the, you, oh Rasper. my god, is the research locked to ops 40? You've got to be kidding me. It's 38? No, apparently it's... The, the news center says 38 for the event, but uh, someone showed me in the thing that it's 40 for the requirement for the research. What, what do you, wait, what event? No, 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 it's 40 plus. The event is yeah. 40 plus, but the prime is available at 38. Is that what we're saying? No, no, it's both, I think. All right, now now I got to look. What's it's this thing both. called here? Okay, prime. Prime weapon damage. Damage. Uh, it's both. 40 plus for the event and the research. You need R&D 40. R&D 40. Which is hilarious. <laughs> That's hilarious to me. Because really truthfully, the players who would benefit the most. We talked about this when we were using Trader as an example. When Trader stopped spending on this game, the only way to catch up would be to continue to spend when Trader didn't. Otherwise, like if, if everybody just keeps buying everything that comes out, the gap only, you know, it, it stays. It, it will never shrink. All right. And we observed that day that if Trader were to stop spending and somebody came through and did some of these earlier primes cheaper more efficiently more effectively because they could grind etc etc that they could begin the process of catching up without money or at least not without as much money if traders stopped spending but if she kept spending then they would never catch up this is an uh for example an opportunity for a newer player to pick up 200% for $100 as compared to traders 100% for $100 two years ago. All right. Now, that's only for that first $100. If they want to catch up to trader, they got to buy them all. The crazy thing is, guys, by introducing these primes at 200%, 300%, 400%, whatever they are, they are going to benefit newer players more so than existing players. Scopely has continued to miss the mark on this because, Bubba, I'm here to tell you, 200% weapon damage bonus to me matters none. Zero. This is a dumb prime. 
And and even if, even if the okay, let me rephrase. The only way I'm buying this pack is if that pack is a 200% research pack. Just like second researcher was, or second builder, or what the treasury could be. You see what I'm saying? Not worth it. Vic says, I don't know about that. I'm here to tell you. Count up your weapons damage bonus, Vic. Even for, uh, this research becomes available at Ops 38. What do you think the average is at Ops 38, Bubba Joe? 1,500%? I don't know. Probably. I'd yeah, say, that's I'd probably say, close. I'd say 1,500 is probably in the ballpark. Guys, I'm here to tell you, with mins and maxes on your weapons, 200% gets lost in the noise. You're not even going to see it. You're not going to see it. Lloydson says you get 300% for just putting officers on a ship. Yup. Yup. That includes Mbenga. Mbenga can can ultimately get you more than this prime. All right. Now, there is one that I do actually like. Okay. Uh, Spock Monkey says at Ops 49, I've got a 418% repair cost efficiency. So for me, 200%, not that bad. I'd say that that's not horrible. All right. Truthfully, I guess it depends on whether or not you need the help with the repairs. Right? Like if you're flying a G4 Rare as compared to well, you're not to a G4 Epic yet, but that's going to get smack your grandma good here in just a little bit. G5 is totally different story. Now, Crazy crazy says, DJ just saved all the listeners 200 bucks. Not necessarily. Still, it's not one size fits all. As a matter of fact, I'm going to give you the same kind of weird sum- summation is that this appears to be better for younger players. It's It's almost... Bubba, that, that that they're like going back through and replacing their own packs, right? Like if you were a, a relatively new player and you haven't bought all the earlier primes and you suddenly decided this month you had 100 bucks, which prime are you going to buy? Are you going to buy the 100% prime or are you going to buy the 200% prime? Uh, if I was a brand new player, I would buy the 200% prime. Obviously. Why would I pay $100 for an old... 100% prime. Exactly. They're replacing their own packs. Still, though, just as a point of clarity, if you wanted to catch up to, to Bubba, you'd have to buy the both and all the others. You'll never shrink that gap. Okay? Just throwing that out there. Now, second piece, the prime that I do like. I do like one of the primes, Bubba Joe. It's interesting to me. That ironically, it's not the one that has an event that goes with it. And further, it is a prime that I think has a relatively narrow targeting, Bubba. JB pointed it out in the chat a little bit ago, and you guys mentioned it at the beginning of the month. Bubba is, in the G5 economy, are ship parts a major, major problem? No. Like, not a problem? They're not a major problem. 
But that has more to do with the fact that you need so much titanium to upgrade the ships to begin with that you have to buy packs. And the packs that you're buying to do that give you more than enough titanium. Or more than enough, more than parts, enough parts to get the titanium you need to do the upgrade. So you're saying that your ability to acquire more parts for less money is the ability exists in G5? Yes. Okay. Well, in G4... Well, it's not for it's not for less money. It's the so in G four land, everything was limited by parts. Like you, all the research you had to reduce the either the base costs and the research combined made it so that the upgrades weren't so expensive. And I know there are some people in G four who's like these are really really expensive. Trust me, it gets a lot worse. Um, the the cost to do an upgrade on a G five ship usually starts with a T. Okay. And just now, at Ops 59, my pack almost has a single T of Tritanium. So if you're buying packs to be able to upgrade your ship because you need the Tritanium, then parts aren't a problem. But if you're not doing that, if you are a free-to-play G5 player, and this is something we're going to have to distinguish, right? If you are playing G5, really the only way the game allows you to play G5, which is to buy packs then this isn't a problem. But if you were trying to do it free to play, then you're going to be screwed because you're not going to have <laughs> nearly enough tritanium <laughs> to do just any like, of oh, the hell. things you need to do. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Oh, I, hell. I, did, you, did you just say that I'm screwed? Are you a free to play I... G5 player? Well, I'm. I'm. I stopped. I'm not spending uh, money anymore. Dekix, yeah. listen, Dekix. I warned you when <laughs> you went to fifty. I said, "Hold your free-to-play horses." Do you not remember what I said, Dekix? You said, "I'm ready. I've got this." You know what? I said the same thing, and people <laughs> got to see the look of horror on my real non-catified face. All right, Famous when I uh, with three minutes in. Three minutes in, I was horrified. Okay, you can see the replay on Twitch too. <laughs> you can see the replay. Okay, now I, watch it I, over and over again. I'm not going to say I, I, I haven't heard. I, okay, let me rephrase. Dragon Keeper says parts are still an issue. JB is actually agreeing with Bubba that soft resources are actually the biggest bottleneck. Tritanium to lithium. What I have heard in general summary, is that parts are less gold press latinum than they were in G4. Um, like, parts is are, less are the bottom. not an issue if you, if you buy stupendous amount of packs. Parts are not the issue if you are buying packs. So if you're not, then you still got a problem with parts. Now, Correct. this is, and, and G4, I mean, I buy packs, and I still have problems with parts. Okay, and I do buy packs. I mean, I do. And I'm still short on packs or on parts to, to upgrade my pylum. Right, so, because for when you're upgrading your pylum, you're not buying three packs just to get the titanium to do the upgrade. You might no. need three packs to get the parts, but the titanium's just coming as a bonus. That's the difference between what's happening in G5 versus G4. Yeah. Okay, and that's a fair distinction to make. In either case, you know, I'm not prepared to speak about the G5 parts prime, but I've got some really interesting kind of information on the G4 parts prime. And I'm, I'm looking for the screenshot. I thought somebody 
had sent me one. Daggone it, I can't seem to find it. Somebody had sent me one showing the parts reduction on one component of their pylum. One. And it saved them something like 15,000 parts on one component of a pylum. Now, let me ask you folks, those of you in G4, those of you probably in the upper G4 realm, where parts are an issue. I'm looking here at my pylum, which is... Hold on, let me repair it. Wardod killed it. <laughs> it's It's been dead. Okay, looking at my pylum. It is currently tier 7. I just took it to tier 7 during the last auction. I've got a component here, Bubba Joe, that's going to cost 684 thousand g4 parts 68,000 okay now if i look at a pack a ship pack let me look at an interceptor ship pack uh we go where is that under no uh, is it under faction ships no yeah no Still haven't figured out all this new bundling. Okay, here we go. Ultra Interceptor Power Pack. Uncommon parts. Now, this is what Bubba's talking about. If you're buying packs for the Tritanium, maybe you don't notice it for the parts. But, Bubba, I'm here to tell you, I've got a component on my pylum that takes 68,000 parts. And a $100 pack gets me 8,000 did you hear what I said, community? Let me tell you again. 8,850 uncommon parts in a $100 pack. I need 68,000 for my next component. Bubba, if I were buying packs, you're right. It's not for the trite, is it? It's the parts. And this is what people have been saying about the G4 economy for three years. It's parts. Parts. Are the problem. So, you want to know the prime that gets my stamp of approval this month? At least for those in G4. The parts efficiency. The G4 parts efficiency pack. Okay? Absolutely hands down. Because, Bubba Joe, in the $100 that I will spend on that prime... It's literally saving me over $200 worth of packs if I was going to buy it. If I'm scrapping for it, it's going to save me two extra scraps. And what, eight days, nine days-ish, ballpark, eh? All right, so, so these parts primes. And by the way, let's not pretend that getting to even Tier 7 is cheap in parts. Okay, let's look at stfc.space. This is a great place to show off the power of that particular prime. Okay, let me see. First of all, where's the prime? Where's the, where's the parts? Is it in station or galaxy? Or is it in starships? I don't even know where it is. Where's this prime? Prime. Oh, Xborg. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. All right, Xborg. Here we go. G4 prime parts, 50%. 
Let's take a look uh, real quick. For you budding G4 players, let's say 45, 46, you're looking to try to pick up your pylum for the very first time, you are uh, a naked Tier 0 pylum, and you want to go to, let's say, Tier 6. All right, Tier 6 is pretty stout. Tier 6, Bubba Joe. <laughs> you ready? 416,000 parts. That's base. 416,000 parts. That's what it's going to cost. If I take that 416,000 and I divide by the efficiency that this singular prime is going to give me, Bubba, it saves me 138,000 parts. This singular research from base is going to save me 138,000 parts out of the 416,000 that it's going to cost. I just told you I can buy nine th- less than 9,000 for $100. You tell me where the math is. Are they selling the G4 Prime to G5 players? Yes, they are. Because some G5s are still coming back and working on their Tribunes. Coming back and working on their extra pylums. Maybe. Okay. Retrieving says, I've got 75% parts efficiency, so let's do this. This is good. This Retrieving says, I'm a fresh 46. I'm ready to build the pylum. Let's give you an example, Retrieving. Okay. You've got 75% parts efficiency now. So 416,000 parts to get to tier six. Right now, you're already getting an efficiency that's going to save you 237,000 parts. It's only going to cost you no, that's not correct. It's going to cost you 237,000 parts out of the 416. You're saving 178. Okay? It's going to cost you still down from 416 to 237. Remember the number, Bubba Joe, 237,000. Okay? Adding this prime is going to bring you down from costing 237,000 parts to 184,000 parts for a net savings of 53,000 parts. That's the equivalent in packs. Obviously, if you grind it, it's different. In packs, Bubba, it's the equivalent of almost $800. Dexy says, what about the other... Parts cost efficiencies, that's what we just said. He's got 75% without the prime. That's what he's got, 75% in the game. Buying a 50% is going to take him to 125000 and that will save him over the course of however long it's going to take him to go to Tier 6. Retrieving from where you're getting ready to build the pylum till the day you promote it to Tier 6, this prime will save you 53,000 parts. Worth it? I don't know. Ask, ask some other G4s. For me, yes. For me, who's getting ready to build a Tribune? Yup. Let's do the same math for a Tribune, Bubba Joe. Okay, here we go. Um, let's do the same math on a Tribune, G4 Epic. 
Bubba, what is a reasonable tier that I'm going to get my Tribune to? What, tier four? Six. Five? Okay, six. six? Really? Okay. Yep. I'm thinking I'm too poor to go to tier six, but okay, we'll go with it. Have you built a battleship in G4? No, I have not. Then you can take it to tier six. Okay. This Prime might even buy me tier seven. We'll see. 646,000 parts. That's base. If my my research is a, a equal to retrievings, which I think mine's a little bit better. Okay, I think mine's a little bit better. But if it were equal to retrievings, this would put me at 75%, and the prime would put me at 125%. My new cost, not 646000 Bubba, at base, 287000 Okay? That's with the prime. Now, let's take what it would look like without the prime. Again, using retrieving's efficiency at 75%, 369000 Okay? So the delta, Bubba Joe, what the prime is going to save me? 82,000 parts. 82,000 parts is what that prime would save me on my journey from a tier zero to a tier six pylum. Uki says, what's the calculator math on that? Parts times what? Actually, it's an increase in efficiency. So it's parts divided by one plus the sum of bonuses. All right? One divided by. Anytime that you do a, a boost research, it's one multiplied by one plus the sum of all bonuses. Uh, sorry, uh, your, your final figure times, uh, you know, whatever. Base times one plus, God. On efficiency, it's going to be base divided by one plus sum of all bonuses. So for me, if I was at retrieving's research level, it's going to save me 82,000 parts. Now, Blaze says, DJ, you're probably at 120% already. Okay, let's do that hypothetical. If I'm at 120% right now, Tier 6 on the Tribune is going to cost me 294,000 parts. 294,000. If I buy the Prime, 239,000 with a delta of 54,000 parts. That is still $800 in packs. Or the equivalent of however long it's going to take to grind one of those. Okay. Oh, I was going to say A-A-W says, or one and a half D-4s. I was going to say, what? D but I was thinking D-3s. But yeah, no, I'm not scrapping D-4s. Who maxes a D-4? I mean, I guess I, guess, I, I was going to say, I guess some of the G-5 could. I, I don't know. I don't think that I could max G-3 epics and scrap them. Not multiples. Not like we – do you guys really – you do it like you do the level 26s? Bubba, do you still – Max and scrap the 26s, or do you do it with epics now? I have built up an inventory of the epics that I have built and maxed that I scrapped now. Holy cow, should I start looking at that? I still do the 26s. How do you guys get the blueprints so, for those? That's expensive as hell. I have ground a ton of blueprints. Guess, right. guess what drops in G5 land? G3 epics. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Let me let me just tell you, okay? Uh, and then we'll take our last break. 
on ship blueprints. Let's just look at uh, at the grades here. Okay, G3, epic. Here we go. Enterprise. Wow, I actually could build four. That's surprising. Okay, maybe maybe I'm good. I could build four enterprises. I could build three augers. And I could build... Where the heck's the D4? I must have skipped it. Hang on. Where the heck's the D4? That's, uh... Here we go. Three D4s. I could do three D4s, three enterprises, uh, four enterprises, and three augers. Are you guys saying, really, like, that's what you do? You you do the... the, the... Well, I guess yes. I'm behind. Okay, time to start doing the epics then. <laughs> okay. Stony Dude, dang, look at that. See, now clearly Stony Dude ain't doing it either. He can build 10 D4s. Clearly, he's not maxing and scrapping the, the G3 epics. Maybe, Stony, maybe we're missing stuff. He says I scrapped the 26s. Me too. Me too. <laughs> All right. Although I literally just went to 50, so I couldn't have scrapped them anyway. You gotta have you gotta have your scrapyard at 50 before you can do the G3 epics. That being said, maybe, maybe this is part of my adjustment now, Bubba. Part of my adjustment I need to look at. Either way. Either way, that prime is saving me tens of thousands of parts. You want a prime that, that they probably didn't even mean to do this well, Bubba Joe? It's parts. Now, maybe you don't find the value or you don't see the value in G5. I think some players are saying it is pretty good. I'm here to tell you, the best prime all month long is G4 parts. And Joker, you over at Ops 34, I know you can't get it yet, but, I mean, that's one to keep your eye on. That is unless they introduce hundreds of percent of parts efficiencies between now and the time you're in G4. But I'm telling you, that's a big prime. That is over and beyond, Bubba Joe, hundreds of times more valuable to me than 200% weapons damage. Right? Mm-hmm. If you were going to look at one. And ironically, Bubba, it's the one that didn't get an event. Disappointing. I, w I, w I would have done it. <laughs> I would have done that one with the event. I'm probably going to do it anyway. I need that one. That one is valuable. Okay? So that's a breakdown on some of these new primes. Uh, for some people asking just on, on a couple of the other things, we're not going to spend enough time on it. The Fischia Glass is coming out, uh, I believe, this coming weekend. It is the skin that will turn your Fischia green and allow you to mine original latinum at a 200,000% speed bonus. Uh, basically eliminating your need for the original Devor. Somebody asked me, uh, or somebody enlightened me on what uh, GLASS stands for. Apparently it's Irish for green. That, that I didn't verify that. Someone told me that it was, that it was actually a translation, that the Fischia GLASS actually does mean green. So it does turn green. And you get to mine your lat uh, a bunch faster. So that's, uh, that's coming up, I believe, this weekend. It um, turns green just like my beer. There you go. Any questions on on the prime discussion that we've had? And I and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to to spend a bunch of time, you know, this entire segment on spending. But, but listen, there are some primes that are just trash this month. But I don't want, I, I didn't want necessarily to overlook the the one that they got that was decent, 
Like that that one's pretty good. And if you are approaching G4, if you're looking at G4 ships, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Bubba, are you gonna are you going to do the G5 Prime? No. Dragon, on the other hand, says, give me another. Interesting. <sighs> Interesting. All right. We're gonna take a break. Our final break. When we come back, battleship. And what else was in the show notes? I feel like I've talked too much on these first two topics. Um, oh, that's pretty much it. Battleship and Wardod's big prize. <laughs> oh, Wardod got me, guys. Wardod got me. I'm going to tell you about it on the other side of the break. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Back in a moment. Hang on. Today's show brought to you in part by the Musgrove Trial Firm in Georgia. Have you suffered personal injury in Georgia? You need a buddy. Give Buddy at the Musgrove Trial Firm a call. 678-226-1994. Visit them online at musgrovetrialfirm.com. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Lungs Crafters, where heavy smokers can get new lungs in about an hour. Girl Scout cookies, get your Girl Scout cookies for sale. Hi there. Do you happen to have the new Raspberry Rally cookie? I've been looking everywhere. I might for a price. All right. How much are we talking about here? That's a nice watch you got there. Rolex? What? I'm not giving you my Rolex. All right, pal. Move along. Wait, wait. Is there anything else I can give you? What are those car keys? Lexus? My Lexus? But you don't even drive. That's none of your concern, buddy. Come on. There's got to be something reasonable I can give you. Fine. 100 bucks cash now. Okay, 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 okay. You got a deal. Jeez. I thought the regular raspberries at the grocery store were a ripoff. Spring break. Inject that 
I could I could listen to this entire track. I could listen to the whole thing. Was this not a great album? Yeah, Dr. Feelgood was the album. Oh, what a great album. Motley Crew is what you're listening to. My name is Ultimate DJs. Welcome in to Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. And uh, hanging out with you guys here, the community, on the uh, the final moments of today's show, Bubba Joe. Uh, we we I might have been accused of letting a spoiler or two slip on the new season of Picard. That uh, on on last Sunday's show, I was told that I, I was very much skirting, uh, flirting with danger there at the end of the show. Uh, I apologize. Uh, I I did put a warning in the episode description so somebody could you know be be aware of that. Uh, but it's man, fine. what a what a great season, and yeah. what a great season great. it's been. Um, really, really excited to be able to talk to you guys about that here before too long. So go get caught up. All right, please. Yeah, what are you waiting for? For the love When's of criminy. All right, go What's get the cut off line. No, I'm not. Go no spoilers. It. No spoilers, Lynchy. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm just going to say, listen, guys, please, please, please go get caught up. I am dying to talk about it. I I am <laughs> Bubba, yeah, I'm dying out. to talk What's about the it. traditional cutoff line for that. Like, I don't, I don't know. What is it? Is it months? Three months? Is it like six months? months? Like six months after three it wraps months? up? Hours. Like what? Three months after it? After four hours. Four, four. Oh, man. It's that's it. Whoa, so good. Um, I know, Aaron, I know that we've got a room for Star Trek, spo- like television, Star Trek spoilers. Um, but, but, but I, I really just want to like talk about it. I want to talk. All right. Um, that's right, man. You, 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 you got it. Terry Metalis has got it right. Fans of next generation will want to tune into this one as soon as they can and avoid spoilers online until they do. Please go watch it. Okay. Talk, try to talk about it. <sighs> okay, now, that being said, uh, Bubba Joe, Wardod's big prize. I just I had to get that out. I've been busting at the seams. Somebody put up a meme of Captain Shaw, and it just it just bubbled it all back up. I'm like, oh, Are you talking it. about his spam it pick that he got from uh, the battleship? Who, Wardod? What are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah, so, so in the battleship war room, in the battleship war room, no, he didn't raid me, Oblivious. Not yet, anyway. Um, not as of this moment. No, if you look down in the Battleship War Room, you'll see that I drew uh, the four names yesterday, Bubba, to get us caught up. To get us completely caught up and, um, and, and you know, all kosher with Battleship. You guys have been struggling to find this ship, all right, this last ship. You guys have you guys been, been struggling hard. Um, and I, I don't even know that I went back because I think I was still waiting on one guess here. Let's see. Uh, yeah, no, it uh, looks like the time ran out on that. So, so I do I do actually have three guesses. Would you guys like me? Let me do this. Let me do this very quickly. Uh, let me find, where's the prize list? Gosh darn it. Here it is. Okay. I am going to right now, while we're live on the air, going to update the Battleship Clues Room. So, Bubba Joe, if you happen to have a card that you've been keeping, if you... Uh, are, are listening live at this very moment and need to update your cards, well, then here is the time. Yeah. 
Bubba Joe, something interesting happened. So allow me to update the clues room. Guess Delta Six by Vengeance. Miss. Guess Hotel Two by Tin Man. Miss. Guess J2 by Wardod. It was a hit. Wardod has found the final ship. And because of that, because of that, Bubba, I feel like this is, this is the end of round one. And so I sent Wardod, I sent Wardod the typical copy and paste response that said as follows. Boom. Your coordinates struck a hit against one of our ships. This ship is still flying through space and has not yet been destroyed. However, your cutting strategy and brilliant offensive weaponry do earn you a prize. Thank you for listening to and playing Talking Trek's Battleship. To which Wardod responds with, double the time that you owe me on your base. I was a smarty pants. I was a smarty pants, Bubba Joe, because I thought I was caught up. So I'm thinking, <laughs> double zero is zero. <laughs> wasn't zero, was it? It wasn't. Nope. See, see what happened was what what had happened was. Ripper, he found a loophole. Ripper defeated me in the United States geography the map game, and I had apparently already offered a double then. And so, I still say that was rigged. Yes. There was cheating involved. Uh -huh. That was a whole escapade. I am against that whole bit. <laughs> what, what do you mean? I beat him twice. <laughs> so, so well. Here's the deal. What had happened? He told me that I already owed twenty eight. Apparently, it was fourteen. Then it went to 28. So I he already had 28 from the geography game. And and I thought he was zero, and he says double it. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, that was dumb, DJ, because now Wardon has 56 minutes with my base. He's going to make sweet, sweet love to your base. Hey, 56 minutes alone with my base. Yep, no loot. Wait, who says it's alone? Well. You just the shield's down. That's nothing stopping me. You know, getting 56 minutes with the base. Stop, we're not. Now, here's what's going to have to happen. 
if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, literally right now, there is a station upgrade leaderboard <laughs> in the daily mini events. So, <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna do as much as I can. That would be rude, wouldn't it? Spend! I'm gonna be like Nero. Fire everything! Spend everything! It's a loophole to your loophole. Yes, he loopholed me, so I'm gonna loophole him. Exactly. All right. <laughs> so, no, yeah, we're, we're gonna see. But for those of you who are curious, we will be broadcasting it live, and it will happen tomorrow night. Tomorrow night! On Twitch, Wardon will get 56 minutes alone with my base. I will be inviting you to take before and after so that we can accurately determine how much 56 minutes is going to be worth to him. Wait, was that alone really in the writing, or is it just 56 minutes shields down? That's what he gets. I, in fairness, I was always I'm a good competitor. I was always a good competitor. I told him that, that he could have... That one-on-one -on -one time with my base. Now, if anybody else shows up, show's over. Show's over. 56 minutes. Another oh, Game call. Junior. Game Junior, what? He says a good 56 minutes is worth at least three to four hundred what? Billion? No, sir. He's gonna <laughs> he's gonna get a trillion. Trillions. I don't know if it'll be trillions. It'll be at least a trillion. It could be two trillion. It'll be at least one trillion for sure. <laughs> All three to four hundred scoops. Well, yeah. Yeah, no, it, it's it's gonna be a trillion. How many amalgams does he have? He's got two. He's there got you two. go. Oh yeah, it, it, it's, it's gonna. Uh, He's double fisting it. <laughs> no one says you can't make him war prayed. Dead center of our territory. No, yes, yeah, see, I also agreed to that. I told him he could. I told him I could. I would reload so there would be a planet spot. No. Yeah, I know that was. Oh, uh, IJ says Wardot is just doing server fifteen a favor, uh, so that we can keep the resources uh, for encourage. Oh wait, never mind. Uh -huh. yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, let's play Battleship, shall we? That's never coming back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't have to worry about okay. it for for incursions. All right. No. Yeah, <laughs> Stony Dude says reload at least next to a dead base, making warp or impulse across the planet. That's true. Maybe yeah. I, maybe I should just burn like fifty reload tokens and just keep yeah, hopping. Yeah, put it right next to Keep them. hopping to different planets in the same systems. Keep going. Sure. <laughs> Shield's like still down. <laughs> down right? That's right. Shield's still down. I'm just gonna reload to like fifty different planets all at the same time. All right. Oh gosh, here we go. All right, contest. I want to see that pick. All right, who is gonna be the lucky player, Bubba Joe, that has an opportunity potentially? To take care of business today. The might of Thor has been chosen. Thor, congratulations to you. Alright. Mighty Thor, you have the might of Thor. You've got an opportunity to potentially end this round. Maybe not. I don't know. I guess it depends on whether or not he's kept up with his card. Bubba, can you tell me very quickly? 
Are there no, more? No, I cannot. Are there more than one possible answers based on what's already been guessed? I cannot tell you that. Dragon keepers. Because I have been, I have been keeping mm. track. I, I wasn't keeping track. I got. Got my board right in front of me. I could give you the answer if you want, but do you want to keep the suspense? I'm just curious. <laughs> Nowhere Man says it's actually 100% if he's up to date. Oh, my. Exactly. That is oh, accurate. my. Well, I'm looking for Mighty Thor. All right, if he doesn't answer, I'm going to have to call another one. Rhino, um, yes, but in a manner of speaking, we have the clues room. And even though I just now updated the clues room with the off-air picks... You're here live, so technically you could have heard me read the ones that I just gave, and anything from before that would have been in the room. And the only reason, and normally I put them in the room immediately, only reason I didn't this time is because there was a hit, and that wouldn't have been fair to the other off-air guessers. So I had to, had to hang on to it. You know what I'm saying? I had to keep it in my pocket. Dragon Keeper says I never got the card to work right. Oh, print it off. Be old, Dragon Keeper. Be an old man. Actually print it off yeah, and use a pencil. Use a pen. Pencil. Pencils That's can crazy. be erased. No, I just took a screenshot <laughs> and continually editing each time. In my picture. Yeah, that would work too. Take a picture and then you like if you got an iPhone, you can use that markup thing or whatever. Yeah, I just keep yeah, going use back markup. And and keep going. Yeah, screenshot. Yeah, mark it up. There you go. There you go. All right. Yeah, Captain Oblivious says the next thing we know, DJs is going to be having us fax a winner's form to him to claim the prize. Yes, that is correct. Please, uh, with proper letterhead. I still have a fax machine. I also, <laughs> I also have a fax machine. Should I say that out loud? I do. All right. Um, we're going to have to draw no a new shame name. in that. Okay. When I mean, the world ends, we'll in all fairness, have fax machines. I don't have a fax again. machine at my home. It, it's at my work. I, I do have one in my office. So does that, does that, make, does that make me old? Hey, when my internet's out, I can still send faxes. Yo, what's up, Mother Hostel? <laughs> So there. Modifying <laughs> your name slightly. Uh, just slightly. Yeah, just, just slightly. Uh, congratulations, Mother Hostel. <laughs> you got a chance to play. Talking Treks Battleship. This, this, this never works. This is going well. Bubba, this never works. We're going to spend 30 minutes on just trying to, to find someone who plays. I'm very happy that people are in the audience. Like, that's great. But then, but then they, you know... Something, something distracts them. They don't have a chance to come back. Squirrel. Squirrel. Captain Planet says, I don't even know what a fax machine is other than a really crappy printer. I mean, they are one and the same, actually. They are. A crappy you printer. are picking I'm, I'm, my fax machine's laser, through the, laser printer. The audience, right? Someone's, yeah. Spam it picks are only from the spam room after off air. Your current picks are from the audience, so everyone should be either they're listening or yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just All right. The question. We're In gonna try theory. again. Contest pick. <laughs> Contest pick. We're gonna try again. Let's see. Let's see how this actually goes. Congratulations to Kaganda. Kaganda, are you here? Kaganda. Kaganda. You have 15 seconds to comply. Kaganda. Are we checking the other rooms to make sure no one? <laughs> other room. Oh no! Room. Mother Hostel was in the other room. Oh crap! Oh crap! Oh crap! Oh, and Kaganda just responded. Son of a gun! What? 
Why was there be another room? Now I'm screwed. He's in uh, he's in the, the the stage chat room. Okay, okay. Kaganda, I'm gonna give you a chance to play, but I gotta go to Mother Hostel first. We drew his name first. Oh yeah, yeah. Alright, which which possibly maybe means which possibly maybe means that Mother Hostel's gonna end the round and Kaganda would get the, the first guess on a new board, which I don't have prepared, so I'm gonna, be have fun. To, I'm gonna have to rain check it. I'm gonna have oh. to rain check it. Oh man, that's terrible. That's terrible. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, Mother Hostel, I see your chat. You may take your guess now. Mother Hostel, can you destroy the Stella? Give us your coordinate in chat now, please. There's why 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 are we we gotta stop using two chats? Like why is there yeah, a second? That's ridiculous. I don't even read There's this no other chat. There's no reason why why that would be in the studio I even, chat. I don't even read the other chat. There's there's so there's a second chat. When you're on the stage, if you click if you actually click the room for the stage, there is actually a temporary chat room that people can use just for the live audio. I never use it. I never I All never voice chats now have I that. Yeah, well, it was never available until just recently. Yeah. Oh, no. Mother Hostel says, wait, what do I need to do? Oh, boy. Kaganda, you yeah, might you might end up you might end up great. winning this thing anyway. All right. Uh, Mother Hostel, A through J, 1 through 10. It's a battleship game board. <laughs> yeah, it's a battleship game board. A through J, 1 through 10. Kaganda, hang out. You, you, you've got a 99% chance that you might still win this thing. Mm. <laughs> okay. He says F4. F4. Computer? F4, please. Foxtrot. Four. Target acquired. <laughs> That one didn't work. Thank you, though. Mother Hostel, I appreciate it. I also don't recognize your name, so welcome into the audience. Appreciate you being here. You might be new. Listen, we have a way for you to get caught up. We got an opportunity for you to get caught up. Go over into the Discord. Look down. Scroll down a little bit into the Battleship Clues room, and you will see every guess that's already been made. That way you can update your game card and maybe be ready for the next time. However... It is possible that right here, right now, Kaganda could end the entire thing. Kaganda, let's hop into the Battleship War Room and see if you can destroy my Stella. All right, Kaganda. Kaganda is very quick on the trigger there, Mark, and says J3. Computer? J3, please. Juliet. Three. Target acquired. And there it is, ladies and gentlemen. The Stella has been destroyed. 
The fifth and final ship is gone. The round is over. Congratulations to you, Kaganda. We're gonna hook you up with a prize. Send me a message in Discord, send me a PM. Not to my Oliver account, but to my, my feline account. Kaganda forever! Congratulations well to you. Ladies and gentlemen, we're not done. You sunk our battleship. Yeah, congratulations to you. Talking Trek's battleship was actually slated for, for an additional round. It's not my fault it took you guys three months. Well, two and a half. Took you two and a half months to play a single round. Which means, Mark, we got to do this next one twice as fast. You can expect more prizes, more guesses, and maybe we some totally to buy a prime for that. So maybe, and maybe even some some interesting, <laughs> predictable behavior. This will be the heroic round. It could be the heroic round, ladies and gentlemen. Talking Trek's Battleship is currently underway, and your next chance to win <coughs> will come in the Battleship War Room. As a matter of fact, very soon after this show, the War Room will be purged and reset, and the community will have to re-enter for round two. Tens of thousands of materials are available up for grabs in Talking Trek's Battleship. We invite you to listen and win. My name is Ultimate DJs, and that is going to wrap up our show. Thank you guys so very, 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 very much. Uh, Bubba Joe already dipped out. He said it was past his bedtime. It's literally 9 o'clock. Oh, my goodness. It's 9 o'clock. Um, but, yeah, no, I got to get inside, too. So I'm going to bid you all adieu. Thank you so very much. I appreciate you being here for the show. Please visit us online at TalkingTrekSTFC.com. TalkingTrekSTFC.com, a website where you can find links to our YouTube, our Twitch, our Patreon, our merch store, and so many Lots other fun. And yeah, oh, Wait, what? You got new merch? Lots of new merch Ooh, coming. Ooh, new merch is online. You guys can go and check it out. I'd like to thank all those who have considered joining our Gold Patreon program as well. Actually, I guess uh, mainly thanking those who have, in fact, joined the Gold Patreon level. Even at a level of $5 or more per month, your name turns gold in this Discord. And I thank you so very, very much. But if you contribute $10, then I get to read your name here in the closing credits. And I would like to say thank you now to our $10 plus patrons, Lord Needlegs, Lady Cass, Trader Tucker, Morstock Hostels, Iron Shepherd, Chalarmy Delisle, I choked. <coughs> Mechrack, Hammerhead, Regis, Jayberg, Shady Pines, Big Shakes, Lobot, Auto Obsession, it's Hunter, Tagora, Oliver thinks the studio is half his, Ransusi, Katana, Hank, Ape, Dejigger, MC101, Late Nighter, Light, Louis P, Zalvinar, Zinfried, Peffy, Stormbringer, Bills, Mafia, Bayonetta, Grog, Thorkarn, uh, Thorn, Archangel, Smoke, Mohawk, Soft Kitty, <laughs> Jet, Jet Ski, Papa Smurf, Jason, Captain Jack Morris, Vanium Scorpionis, Archer, Arian, Captain Oblivious, and Hani, Steve, Raxnar, Liam, Indominus, Casey Jones, Ripper is God, Chronic Break, This Fellow, Wet Willie Joe, Canine Tooth, Darth Adama, Sir Taylor, Crazy Bunch, General Chaos, Warren, Apox, Judge Cred, 
G-Force, Captain Q, Plain Simple Garrick, Game Junior, Admiral Inwater, Cha-Cha Roar, Scarlet Hawk, Looser Kendall, Trader told me to scrap all my ships, Tankix, Seven of Nine, Jagga, Nevago, Full Tilly, Blue Mandalorian, Noxus, Exhibitor, Furmax, Dr. Link, Clueless One, Schizoido, Lanks of Bath, Welch, Kievo, Fighting Texas Aggie, Gunner, Mighty Croc, Unimatrix, Sit Down and Be Wrong, The Web, Balabomb, Kingo, 101, D-Chesty, Nom Nom, Primal Fear, Medic, 213, J-Babes, Dark Knight, Hypnofly, Stranoblaster, Pixelate, Lost in Buddy, JT, 10 minus... JT minus 10 days, a name still messes me up. JT10, who's making a stab at scopely screwing up STFC.space. And Spectre, our newest gold patron. Thank you guys for contributing $10 or more per month. Also, like to say very quick thank you to our Nitro Boosters. And Hani, Iron Chef, Shady Pines, NCC, Bubba Joe, Tactical Mosquito, D Lyle, Darksider, T Collins, Iconic Shadow Lord, Captain Mark, Captain Mac, Ripper, Arian, Matt Dog, Wicked Witch, and Unimatrix. Thank you guys so very much. Without your support, the show couldn't happen. And I appreciate all of you being supporters of Talking Trek, a registered trademark and recorded in front of a live studio audience for distribution across podcast platforms everywhere. I am your friendly neighborhood cat person, Ultimate DJ Sam Meow for now on Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Y'all have a great night, everybody. Meow! See you later! Peace!